Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the PC Podcast. How you doing? Hope you're having a good day. All that jazz. Today, we have a special episode. Not like super out of the ordinary special, but uh, I finally got another mic and another headset. So today is a three-way podcast. Ooh, yeah. A little different dynamic here. We brought back episode one, Khalil. And we got our friend Destiny in on this, too. So we have quite the lively conversation. Um, hit a lot of topics. Very, very easy to bounce uh, topics off of these two. They're very high energy. Have a lot to say about a lot of things. But yeah, it was a great time. And we, we've been planning this for about a month or so. So I was really excited to get another person in on here. And... Um, yeah, it's just always a good time with these two. So, oh, my God, this is loud. It's just stop. Uh, anyways, yeah, so here we go. Khalil and Destiny. range with your voice man yeah i have a lot of i have a really oh my god i'm pretty excited for this anybody want to dance no one's gonna know who it is they're like who the hell is right this? hey does anybody want to dance let's go let's freestyle <laughs> you're like a literal Trigger. cartoon character yeah i didn't really need to Destiny, be a voice actor. cheers cheers to ting to ting and then khalil cheers with the hennessy i got the fucking bottle <laughs> little did you guys know <laughs> That's a good sound. Sample that. Give it a good waft. You know, waft. waft that in. <laughs> actually, I might take. I might. I might actually take some. That'll be nice. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the smell going. alone got me going. We've already been recording, but here I'll go get. Okay. A, I'll get a. You all can talk amongst yourselves. All right. Chitter chitter chat. So you know that show, <laughs> Bad and Bougie? No. Oh well, I don't think it exists yet, but I think we gotta. <laughs> I think like... we gotta. Alright, so this is bad and bougie. I'm bad. Um, I got I'm bougie. Um oh. <laughs> I I got earrings. Uh, uh Kanye made them. They're going for two mil a piece. Yeah, Kanye said, Hey, uh hey, Kim made these earrings. He only sells one ear <laughs> at a time. He doesn't sell both the earrings. You gotta buy them separately. <laughs> you gotta elect a president if you want the second one. <laughs> Yo, yo, bro, Quelle Chris, he had this quote. He was like Kanye in a MAGA hat in Europe um, and Yeezys. And uh, they said niggas couldn't handle that. And I was like, damn, I mean, that shit. I mean, that's true. Niggas couldn't handle Kanye in a MAGA hat in Europe. We I think, can't at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I handle can. Kanye in any, any <laughs> right now. I, when I opened my absentee ballot and I looked down, I was like, Donald Trump, Joe Jorgensen, Joe Biden. Kanye West is on this motherfucker. Have you seen his ad? Have you seen his ad that no, he ran? He he's literally okay. So there's a black and white flag flying in the background, and he's looking up towards the sky, um, like touch the sky, come up on the spot, looking extra flat. Like he's that's basically what should have yeah. been playing in the background. And he's saying, "We need to protect." <laughs> let me let me try to do an impression. 
We need to protect. <laughs> we need to protect the freedom of all our citizens. We need to uh, protect our religious rights, specifically the right to prayer. And they show like these three people opening up a Bible, obviously the Who Christian took Bible. Away the right Whoa. to prayer. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Who's making laws against prayer. Yeah. Right? It was like pretty intense. I was like, Kanye, what are you doing with the mega hat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who paid you for this? He's been really adamant about like the 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 whole abortion issue. That's like a big platform of his right now. He's just been like, did you see that thing? He had like a some sort of, I don't know, like a seminar or whatever. But he was like, I almost killed my daughter. Like talking about how they almost aborted their da- their daughter, I was like, "Oh my god, what is going on with this man?" Right? Is that now? really information you want to be telling to the public right now? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it I mean that's fine, before. but I mean, nonetheless, it's yeah, fine. he was really passionate about it. I was like, I didn't realize this was such an issue for this guy. Yeah. Um, but sure, like, go go do that. I I don't see <laughs> go do that. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> man. I mean, there was like a like a slight moment in Twitter the other day where Kentucky's like. Uh, election results came out and Kanye West was beating both Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But I think that turned it, out to be a lie. That was like debunked. Yeah, yeah. That was like some app or something that was like they were like doing a trial run or something. Yeah, and it was like a false yeah. report or something like that. And then he took that and then he made like a what yeah. a whole Twitter video and he was like, Oh man, look at this look right. at these results and he covered his mouth and did the light skin face and he rubbed <laughs> it and then ran away from the camera. <laughs> he literally retweeted LEX eighteen news because that's where the, the source came yeah. from. Yeah. Like what in the world is And then going they were on? like, This isn't actually real, like this is our fault, man. Right. He deletes it instantly. He's just like there can be no tracing yeah. back to this moment. Who was filming that shit? What shit? The video of him doing the light skin face and and, and showing it. Was it like this way? Or was it like... No, he was filming Kanye away from him. Away from... The guy who was filming was filming it away from him with a camera on Kanye. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I have... I I guess it was him. I'm trying to adjust these levels so that we pick. Destiny, I don't think we're picking you up as very. Hello. Oh, see, now, yeah, we, yeah, now there, there we go. Good. Hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello. I wish I knew um, Andre 3000's rap in Hey. Because, you know, that's like the intro to like the oh, actual song. Hey, yes. No, oh. no, 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 no. Not Outcast. Uh, Erica Badu. Erica Badu. Oh, oh. Like, that's yeah. like the intro to like the actual song. It's like mm-hmm. a segue. And his rap goes so fucking hard. I love that man. I would <laughs> do terrible things to that man. <laughs> do y'all remember, um, bring up Andre 3000, do you remember uh, Class of 3000, that cartoon that Andre 3000 made where it's a bunch of those music students? No. Um, I definitely school. recognize the sound, the, the name. It was supposed to be a sort of like that, it's like a Hey Arnold for music students sort of thing where everybody's diverse. And you know it's supposed to be like this, this hodgepodge thing. Yeah. It was like no, like the main characters were black, like right, like, like yeah. And then there was like the token white characters, uh, one, yes. one prissy white girl that was blonde, and the joke was that she was dumb. <laughs> and then there was the, uh, then there was the, uh, you know, the, 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 the one character, the black female character that was loud as usual which yeah. i was just like andre what the fuck are you do doing better. i was right. like andre wait better. hold up you yeah, produced this shit right. and uh, <laughs> there's some and there's some asian kid in the background playing Pac-Man. there is there was yeah. two <laughs> asian kids there's two asian kids i think who played like piano or violin and they yeah. were both like the really snooty <laughs> oh, no. that kind of thing right. and then 
what is it? The black kid main character. He he liked hip hop. Played drums. And, I and jazz. He, yeah. I think he did play drums actually. <laughs> Um, like which the was actually instrument you can right. play. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Um, going back to that show because I mean I think that that show actually made by a black person reinforced a lot of really fucked up yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. Like the black kid plays drums, right, or was it right. or was it trumpet? I can't remember. Either way, you know, um, those are like <laughs> sort of like yeah. In Georgia, they'd push like black students to play like oh he's black let's get him let's get him to play drums he probably has good yeah. rhythm. Oh there's, a, like, yeah. there's an episode of South Park where Cartman starts like a Christian rock band and he gets Token, the the black, the one black character to in keep South ta- Park. Yeah, oh to play drums. To, no, to play bass. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, Token, that. you're black. There's a, there's a bass guitar in your basement somewhere. And then somewhere. he gets it. He gets it, brings it to band rehearsal. It starts playing well. Right? <laughs> he just starts yeah. playing it and immediately. Like, God damn it. <laughs> he just starts ripping it. <laughs> I mean. I think I remember that episode. just come to me naturally. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, and they start like the greatest. Snap on two and four. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I like. I think that's in my Tinder bio. I'm like, I can't explain my hatred for people who snap on one and three. Like, this is the start. Yeah. You need to be abolished from existence. Yeah. Yeah. Can you not hear? Like, can you not tell that it's off? Like, I I, like legit asked people. Can you tell? I mean. Do you know? I think it feels really natural. I guess one and three. But like it depends on what music you're doing. Do you hear the hi hat? Do you hear the hi hat? Right. Yeah. Listen to the hi hat. <laughs> if you can't hear the hi hat, you ain't got shit. Like yeah, my eyes like real. twitching. I'm like, I can't go to stadiums anymore. Like I can't yeah. go to any group clapping sessions. Oh like, man. Yeah. Just something. Funny. You know, I um, I talk about privilege a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. and a, a a part of my inherent privilege, I think, being half Japanese. Is that I I can rip on white people, like like other minorities rip on white people, and I feel like we there's this, this kind of like the common ground. there's this collective <laughs> like kind of like understandings like that some white people shit right like yeah. you know okay. with your with your uh you know with your access to education and all these different things you'd think you would know that one in three. I don't know, you man. Know. I don't think it's about education. I think no. it's about culture. I think it's, I think it's legit, like <laughs> having. Yeah, I think it's go. about soul. Yeah, like, there's it's no just soul. It's just jazz right there, man. <laughs> yeah, they just cannot feel it. Like cannot compute. They're just like, oh no. And no wonder parents were just like, you better not be listening to that Satan shit, right? Oh my god. <laughs> Gotta listen to some Elvis Presley. <laughs> still too much. They were just like, yeah. Like I just imagine like someone's grandma being like what the fuck is this like there's too much hip action please turn this off like, <laughs> it's too sexy it's yeah. getting my draws wet they would like, only film <laughs> him like waist up and like still they're like shut this shit down like, <laughs> meanwhile there's like wop <laughs> right. like, man what a song you know it's i was incredible i was having a conversation with somebody that was um, wap was it wap I, I think know. it's wop. i think no, it's no, no, well because ass wap. is pronounced like with an ah, <laughs> not an ah. i don't think Right, wap, wet ass pussy, what not what wet ass pussy, like fucking British. What ass pussy? What ass pussy? That you got some wet ass pussy. Hey, come here, bro. Show me your wet ass pussy. I can't do an accent. I can't join in. I used to be like, isn't it? Isn't it a little bit strange? I wanker. Isn't it a little bit strange? How my wet ass pussy. Over here, we have a wet ass pussy on the floor. Oh my god, <laughs> this bloke ate a full English breakfast and got a wet ass pussy out of nowhere, and the beans are still left. Now, I have always 
I've always thought um, that I thought it was pretty strange because, like, WAP, you know, there was some crazy shit happening in the 70s with sex on front of album covers and pretty, like, promiscuous subject to- topics. And I was talking to my friend Sierra, and I was just like, man, is WAP is, like, cool because we have, like, a music video, too, and pretty, like, direct language yeah. in the song. But really, like, you know, the 70s, it, it really takes a lot even from just like how people were open in the seventies about sex. And I was just like, it's awesome, but it's not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but it's, it's awesome. It's sexy as fuck. It's just exposing it even yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, there's no hidden entendres or like, there's no subtext. It's like, yeah. it's legitimately it in your this, face. Right. Like, yeah, it's literally right here. It's a wet I, ass. You're just like, I'm going to spell it right. out. Acronym. Like <laughs> drip, drip, drip. Right. This is what we're talking about Mark right now. This Big Mac truck in this little garage. Big Mac. Like the visual. <laughs> like, can we talk about that? I think like. a Bernie Mac in that in that line. <laughs> oh. meow, 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 meow. I miss that so rest in peace. Crisscross applesauce, yeah. rest in peace. Man. Everyone's daddy. There's so many people butthurt about that song too. It's just like, man, over it. dudes have been doing that forever, rapping whatever. about their dick and shit. It's like, come on now. There's like it's so same same like, kind of people that are mad at women for having OnlyFans and getting like monetarily successful. It's like, they're like burn out. her at the stake. Chill out. Like, chill, chill out. You you're the fu- you're the one buying it. Like what exactly. are you doing? Yeah. Like they're still getting the views because you're watching it to hate on it. So right. it's like then they're, then they're those niggas that say, oh, man, why would I pay for that shit? It's just like, then don't pay for that shit. Yeah, then you don't, don't have to. Don't pay for it. Turn right? off your fucking computer. I like, mean, I that's cool, know. but just know that there are men out there that, yeah, that want to see some. Are lonely and weak. And want to see some coach. <laughs> and think that Honestly, real love is done online. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And please, women, take advantage of these people. Take their money. Yes. Please, for the love of that's God. That's the only way. And, you know, I think there's part of me that I'm just like, I want to shake my fat ass. You online can, and earn money but the thing is just like i wonder i wonder in your conversations with other women about mm-hmm. that do you think there's like a market out there a, har- yes. a large market for like oh. women to go online and watch men just like do some circle jerk action or some oh i, know, I some... thought you just meant like fat asses oh fat asses <laughs> oh yeah like fat... <laughs> oh, yeah oh no i mean like fat asses too that's what i was leading i was okay. gonna say i circle was like jerk, circle jerk fat ass. <laughs> right. um and then you know airplane dick you know but like different I things like that probably would not pay for a helicopter but i would pay for men twerking in... yes yes mm-hmm. in like jogger pants mm. or like there is a there is a there is a fascination <laughs> with jogger pants recently, it's, right? It's like the, the whole upgraded dick sweatpants. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. classy sweatpants. Right. You know like how women wear like those bohemian long pants and it makes their ass look like bigger mm-hmm. and stuff? What if men wore those same pants and then created an OnlyFans and said, Hey, we're just gonna I'm just gonna twerk with I'd these support it. bohemian Take all the my thing money is, and that's though. the thing that I want. <laughs> I feel like men have a much like you gotta be pretty attractive or have a very nice ass to do or it. know how to shake that shit right. like you don't have to do any of it but if you just know how to twerk yeah i just want to put a bag went. over my face and <laughs> <laughs> i just want to put a bag over my face have the lip part cut out so you can see me smooching i'm so in big camera and then and just wear a mask just i'm just like a burglar oh my i'm God. just a burglar oh and i'm twerking for the camera <laughs> the police can't find me i would you support can't get that. my ip address i would support that 100 I, I would definitely create like they don't have only fan support i heard like 
who which one of the celebrities like fucked up OnlyFans now? Like they're not allowed to like get as much money. Is it Bella Thorne? Yeah, Bella Thorne like, fucked up at least the um she like she came on there and then I think there was a problem with how they changed like the rate system on yeah, there. Yeah, and now they're like, making so they like GoFundMe's for their OnlyFans. It's yeah. like a double Wait, whammy. What? Yeah. She like kind of fucked what? up the market. I can't remember the logistics of it again, but OnlyFans had to change their like their subscription service. Uh, yeah, so they had to change the subscription service because I think Bella Thorne, I think there was like something in the media about her promising she was scamming fans bitches. something, and then apparently and there was a scam. Didn't she didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah she said, I'm going to post shit. nudes, blah, 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 if you do this. And then people did it and then got scammed out of money, apparently. I don't okay. know where and the story went after that. Well, <laughs> if she said she was going to do something and then people paid for it and didn't deliver, then that's an issue. But like, if there's no... But then it scammed yeah. the whole other market. Like, everybody else who was, like, on there trying to, like, make ends meet. Uh, like, yeah. uh, because OnlyFans changed their, like, subscription policy or something along those lines, they it got, like, screwed out of a deal. Huh. To make money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she, like, kind of fucked with the market a little too heavy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, just quit ruining it for everyone else. Like, right. Right? Yeah, on Twitter, I mean, people who, you like, use, er- use like, OnlyFans earnestly were, like, pretty much ready to pull up and use the glizzy on her <laughs> i mean it was pretty wild like they they wanted yeah they wanted some they wanted some blood i mean yeah you're fucking with people's money at that point don't fuck right? with people's money don't fuck with <laughs> that's, money. that's, yeah. the, that's like that's the, the american the story dream. right don't fuck with the money yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the root of all evil don't fuck with it don't yeah. fuck with my evil <laughs> it's the it's the only thing we can all agree on at this point yeah, yeah. across yeah, yeah. that religion anything yeah. it's just that it's money like, just is like the middleman for all of it so it's like let's not fuck with that um but yeah, it's like I, I totally am so okay, Khalil. Yeah, nice. Let me tell me if this is ha- so. Destiny, I'm sure you're aware of like dudes sliding into your DMs and like doing all this stuff. That yeah. did not happen to men, or at least me for uh, since ever it's like until centuries ago. Right? Yeah, it's just like it's not really been a thing in my life. But recently, uh-huh. it happens all the time. Like just women trying to promote their. They're only fans and my DMs. Oh, you mean like in in mass group messages? In, no, and personal messages too. Oh shit! And so I, like people like, you know, or is it like a couple people I know? Ooh, risky. yeah, yeah. Mm. And I was like, not li- not like no like daily interaction, but like but acquaintance. Like, like we saw each other or went to high school together, or you know, like oh my god, right? Yeah. And Can I was you imagine like, like not talking to someone from high school and they're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, look at my only fans. <laughs> it's like I know you jerked off to me in <laughs> your mind in high school in eleventh. In your grade. mind in real. Yeah. Life. right like, so i like and i get i i never really understood what i like obviously getting some random dude in your dms is probably not mm. the greatest thing it's just like ah fucking weirdo it's sometimes an ego boost you're just like Ha-ha. yeah <laughs> but, but like i get it i'm like man this is annoying yeah it's like you know it's like i support you and i and i but i, I will not give you money no. <laughs> it's like no it's like i will not give you eight dollars a month sorry yeah it's like um, I think it has to be very much like a. At least for me, it's like a personal thing. Like if I'm supporting like a friend, right? If it's somebody like close to me, <laughs> if it's, I mean, if it's somebody close to me that makes an OnlyFans, I mean, hell yeah, Paris I'll, I'll pay money fans. for it. Uh, you're right, I'll make an OnlyFans then. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll I'll support close friends. I mean, it's just like anything. It's like with any with any support uh, small local businesses it's just like support local businesses yeah support your friends i mean like i would i would give someone eight dollars a month and not subscribe to the only fans how about that you just send them (laughs) them eight bucks on (laughs) every month just like like, 
80 cents if they were in like definitely a housing crisis yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and i knew them personally actually no because like the only fans thing it's like there's like um popularity and like you're in this percentile of like whatever so they rank you yeah it's like you are in the i see i see some people that are like i'm in the top five percent of all creators it's like what the wow fuck? like what the fuck are you doing to get <laughs> yeah. up there it's like shit now i'm curious okay. right yeah, it's like but um i'm Hell still yeah. not gonna pay for it i'm sorry like i'm mm. not that curious but do more power to you if you can take advantage of people with money like uh, i see no problem with that because uh, you, you vote with your dollar the uh the uh the market is there so why not use it just like yeah anything. yeah it's yeah. just like tech like come on it's just like the market is there just use it right yeah it's like there's nothing wrong with that and uh, no i can't even give it just like porn exists like you know it's just it's been there there's a demand the for time. it sex is oh, there's always demand for it i can't stand people that like criticize it. it's like if you don't like it then just don't buy it just yeah. shut up and don't do it it's fine but like it's, man it's sort of like um you know there was that quote there was that scene um from eric andre an episode of eric andre when he was just like is there uh is there enough porn out there and he was talking <laughs> to like a porn star she said i think Asa it was Asa Akira. Akira. yeah um and he was and she was just like mm, no no and he was like are you sure and he was like yeah yeah no there's no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's more porn than anything else on the, in the, yeah. in the internet right it's like, like the most searched thing on the internet it's like the top like yeah. the top viewed everyone looks it's at like porn. more than like social media or anything there's yeah. more content in terms of pornography than anything else on the internet and people upload whole ass videos on youtube that are like the mo- b movie but every time they say b it starts monsters inc and then monsters inc every time they say uh mike wazowski they start toy story 3 it's like and these videos are like literally yeah. hours and hours and out- days maybe even oh weeks long God. and yet there's still more porn than anything else on the internet i'm gonna that's put, an incredible industry yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna put my mixtape on pornhub yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it might get more views and stuff uh, the band like, camp? Band camp? <laughs> fuck that fuck band camp i'm putting good on pornhub yeah I'm about to put videos this watch out on there. i'm about to just like overlay like a two-hour porno and just put our conversation oh over my it. god <laughs> that is actually very so funny people can hear just like <laughs> put all, put all the hashtags that are like really popular like lesbian right um uh what is it interracial all of those popular <laughs> hashtags on there. Right. <laughs> like, those tags. I, was, I thought you said that because we're all like interracial. Kind of. Wow. No, I just know that that's the <laughs> most popular. No. I know that's one of the most bang, popular tags. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what comes right. up. Like, hey, guys. Cactus porn right. tag, you know. Communication porn. Yeah. Verbal. Uh, verbal abuse watch. porn. Yeah. Um. Cactus porn? Have you heard of cactus what porn? What the fuck? I, not until now. It's like when people take cactuses and they, Cacti. I mean. Cacti. Cacti. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, cacti porn. And they uh, they basically um, either stick it in their urethra or they, oh uh, they, uh, they, you know, they use it as a Dixie stick, oh. a pixie stick. And Did they, you uh, say a Dixie stick? Dixie stick, pixie stick. Oh. That like made my stomach turn. <laughs> like the fact that like the thought of a cactus just inside of you. Yeah. You know, you'd be you'd be surprised. 
I would be heartbroken is what I'm uh, doing. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, surprise is both <laughs> sad and happy. Surprise it, is a blanket it, term. It can denote a lot. Um, it could be either terrifying or terrific. Right. You know, ter- terror mm-hmm. is yeah. in that word. So, you know, you, you don't know. I just think that, like, at some point, if you're putting cacti in you, then it's like, you're just really Go to therapy. Take a step back. Quick, right? Just like. No kink shaming here. No kink no, shaming. No, no kink shaming. No kink shaming. Are you okay? But like, let's be real here too. It's you like need take physical a, touch. Yeah. You need somebody to hold you. Right. Yeah. It's just like you know, maybe your parents weren't there enough for you. This is not yeah. an acceptable alternative they, to parenting. That's true. Pillow. They say your kinks come from trauma. So. Yeah. I like. I could. Khalil. <laughs> Khalil. <laughs> He's like, well, in that case. If only, if only y'all niggas listen to this podcast could hear my, see my fucking face. Yeah. Oh, and hear I, it too. I need to get video cameras, man. I'm really, that's the next step is to like actually see cool. like, you know, facial expressions and stuff. Cause yeah. that's, that's the whole thesis of this podcast is that, um, cause the reason I started it was like seeing social media interactions and being like, this is bullshit. Like, there's nothing productive happening on here. Mm-hmm. There's no points being made. It's all just arguments and, like, just very reductionist. You know, if you're this, you're this. It's, like, really, you know, like a, a, a polarizing thing. And the whole th- thesis about this is that communication is way more than text. It's, mm-hmm. like, tone of voice. It's, um, it's like, spatial expression, <laughs> right? Like, whole – it's, like, it's so many more ways we communicate with – than just words. It's yeah. the way your yeah. tongue moves in your mouth exactly. when you elaborate a sentence. Right? Ooh. Deep I like voice that. Khalil. I don't yeah. <laughs> Tone of voice, all of that. Just general vibration of the people in the room with you talking. That's true. Like, there's so much communicated here that like, you can never get on social media. That's so, very true. And I think facial expression is part of that. So that's why I need cameras to, like, do like the quirky office take where you look at the camera <laughs> directly. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, fuck someone that. does something sus, you just if look I at the hear camera. Anything like anything about the office ever again, <laughs> I will excommunicate you from this earth. <laughs> I understand your disdain for the office, but I don't hate the office. I think it's this just shows, office. I think women. this shows pretty. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's office women. Uh, that's yeah. what I hate. I don't think office men truly exist. I, I, I think office men are actually just men trying to play the game that office women want them to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, that's like a personality trait now. It's like, I love the office. It's like, oh. I, it's not. like the same thing as like, yeah, fucking love ice cream. Big <laughs> right, book. yeah, it's like, is that it? Like, yeah, great, great. Like, yeah, you like coffee? So does fucking 95% of the goddamn United States. Looking for the gym to my Pam. Literally was in my head. Oh, my God. Like, just shut up. Wow, triggered. Right, I'm looking for the <laughs> Kevin to my chili, baby. Like, come on, be original at least. Like, come on, let's not like just do this tried and true. Oh thing. my god, buddy, the jib to my pants. Sometimes like, you're the chili. I'm looking sometimes for the you're the Kevin. <laughs> I'm looking for the short stint of Will Ferrell that was on The Office. That's just here. <laughs> Had a lot of fun for a minute, but ultimately we're like, nah, this isn't gonna work. Thanks That's what me. I'm looking for. <laughs> Fucking Tinder profiles, like, hmm, love to binge The Office. Get out of here. I'm like... We were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this. We were having a conversation um, about uh, things. Word. Um, (laughs) Things things pertaining to uh, androgyny and Mm. sexual expression on uh, on Tinder. 
um, and what the, and internalized uh, misogyny mm-hmm. on Tinder and stuff and how it really is like this like really fucked up thing on dating websites where like you know you could be like this this nice dude but then there's also like this also like programmed like of course women are getting way too much like uh, what's it called there's um, too many interaction options. from shitty people but also there's just like too many interactions in general like, yeah. there's too yeah. much engagement so it's like there's um even if you're like a good guy right whatever that means um even if you're trying to be uh, be at least like cordial or whatever um you know there's still this sort of like internalized like a misogyny where you know you have to perform and stuff to yeah. get attention and stuff mm-hmm. and people say like oh you don't have to do that you just want to be no no yeah no, no, no. like people have to perform yeah so mm-hmm. it's like it's like a it's like peacocks showing their feathers and shit yeah. right it's like praying mantises doing dances it's all the same shit it's ritualistic behavior yeah yeah and we're animals so it's like everyone yeah. is just like it just takes place online in the worst way possible i yeah. got off all those man i'm just like i can't do this socializing is a huge game that we all play it is um so <laughs> it is so, <laughs> it's so much more fun when it's in person though right yeah, it yeah. Is. like it but is in so time much of corona better. oh my god especially if you call out people that like do things that are very strange that we would all just like let fly like when yeah. you catch somebody in a lie instead of just like letting it go you just say oh so why'd you say that yeah <laughs> Right. I, I love doing that immediately. I love doing that yeah. so much I do that so much at work I can tell you right yeah. now that whenever people just say shit and they come up with a joke and they like think they're original right and I'm just yeah. like oh did you get that from this and they're like uh, maybe uh, uh, you can see their whole world dude, just crashed. and their life flashes before their eyes <laughs> that happened to me at a party once that I like kind of hung out with this new group of people that i met and like mm-hmm. that i had loose associations with before but i was like all right let's go hang out with these people and then like man literally heard this white girl say like all lives can't matter until black lives matter and i was like how much do you time do you spend on facebook like why are you regurgitating just mm-hmm. this information and it's like it's co-opting language uh, it's just like when kamala harris and we talked we about this about too, too but literally oh like God. kamala harris when she said like um she said like uh I'm speaking. I'm speaking. <laughs> the whole internet co-opted that one statement, and we were all willing to forget. All these liberals were forgetting to like think about. Oh, this is all the shit she's done in the past. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And we were able to say, "Strong woman here, yes, vote for her. Queen. She truly yeah. gets it." Yeah. Literally, it's just like they just co-opted one thing, right? And then yeah. everybody's feelings changed. And then the um, Mike Pence fly thing, and then it was yeah. just like Mike Pence fly meme. I remember posting on there and being like these memes were dropping literally instantly like there was art there was real art yeah people were fast and i i posted (laughs) on my instagram story i said how fucking fast are you niggas like where the hell did this shit come from instantly they knew i literally just turned off the debate and there was this painting of Mike Pence <laughs> on a fly body taking over the White House. Right. How the shit It's like Banksy you... working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> it, takes, it takes me fucking two hours to fucking do a watercolor of somebody and you're telling me in the span of two minutes They're like, I gotta get this down. <laughs> y'all might be, y'all must be fucking fly at Photoshop. Right. That's all I'm saying. Man. No pun like, intended. <laughs> all puns intended. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it, man, what a what a shit show of debates that's oh, happened. It's like God. I wish they would just like stop having a moderator. I wish they would just sit these people down. It's like you have three hours talk to each other. Like yeah. <laughs> come to come to one yeah. agreement. <laughs> it's like, to come to you one get agreement. Two bathroom breaks <laughs> and you got three hours if to figure it out. If you have to piss out. yourself, this is survival of the yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's like all this moderating, all this asking questions, like, what are you gonna do about this? It's like not shit probably yeah, like let's be real not. not shit just like what makes you any different from anyone that we've ever looked at before but um obviously there's differences on the on the, the republican side of it and then, like the democrats is like i who are you what's the what's different what makes you better it's like there's nothing in my opinion it's the same shit just a different day yeah absolutely it's um, it, ah, man it's so frustrating it's, you know what's funny though that like that like uh what is it like uh the miss america people they answer these questions even better than yeah. some of these like these like presidential candidates do like and even in like more of an impassioned sense i i shit you not i was watching um what is it john oliver um thing about how he uh they're doing something on pageants and they were like how like they're uh these people on there get like asked all these really insane questions about al-qaeda yeah and like yeah. hostage situations and what would you do in this situation and you're trying to ask this to a person who's in a fucking bikini on stage yeah and it's just like wait hold on what <laughs> but then every a... now and then they give a really intelligible answer and you're like whoa, whoa. like yeah. where the hell did this yeah. come from and it's just like man if only people on the debate stage uh for a fucking presidency yeah I, there's just not even a single question I feel like I could ask these people that would reveal anything because it, it just immediately detracts into well they did this it's, like, yeah. it's just basically on their website just check their website yeah. just like yeah. I guess it's just all on their website I have a question for you all mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you all are black and this has actually came up a couple times on this podcast and I had no idea of this um, so it first happened with my friend Brandon who's black and uh, we talked about just, like, uh, him leaving the house and, like, going to college and stuff. And he was, like, he had the talk. And I was, like, the talk? I was, like, it's a little late for the sex talk, isn't it? Is what it was happening in my mm-hmm. mind. But he was, like, no, this is the talk, like, this is where you can go. This is how you should look. This is, like, the people you can interact with. This is the, like, the, like the, the, the you're black in America talk. And I was, like, I had, yeah. I had a really young. I yeah, I was really from, say. like, five or six. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah well, I was, I remember, like, 10, maybe. I remember doing fucking math problems. I remember my parents giving me, my dad specifically, back in Georgia, um, I think I was, like, eight or seven. Mm. And we were doing math, and I was, like, struggling with something. I remember him being, like, you got to get better at this because <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to be, competing with all these white people that have mm-hmm. all the things that we don't have we're immigrants like you're going to have to like work a lot harder than this and it's gonna fucking suck so do this fucking math problem and, yeah. just like, and you're just you're like, like yeah i'm like, six seven <laughs> times four <laughs> and then i and then all of a sudden i was just like well gotta take this seriously and then i just fucking got good at school yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's that, like that talk but like you all had that talk at mm-hmm. some point, like you are black in America. And like this changed. is what is gonna happen. Like, yeah. It was like the it was like the race talk and then like the driving while black talk and then like you're going to a PWI talk. It's like it was a transition. PWI, what is that? Predominantly get, white institution. Uh you're also a don't don't fuck with white women. Yes. Um, cause they'll get you killed or put you in jail or or uh take your money, blah 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 I, blah. Yeah. 
I wish there was a camera here because I feel like my face is expressing <laughs> how I like. Yeah. Okay, so here I'm gonna go. I'm gonna backtrack a bit and um, go to the Donald Trump debate where he mm-hmm. didn't denounce white supremacy. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, I was looking at that. I was just like, whatever. Like, what do you expect? But like, you. I turned to social media. It's like a lot of black people were upset about this. I was like, what? What is that? What is I, that? Exactly? I honestly don't even understand why black people were upset about it. I don't. I also. I honestly cool. don't get it. Because to me, it's just like you guys are living in white supremacy every day. Yeah. What what did what validation did you need for Trump to say it right? What kind of what kind of uh, right. comfort or solace does that bring you to know that this guy says, especially from someone we knew we weren't going to get that yeah. type of response? Yeah, like, it's just like it happens in your day to day life. Like like uh, you really think that this is right? This is the thing we need to be like the most angry about. We expected this shit. Yeah, like you've been okay. expecting this. Interesting, shit. because yeah. like uh, seeing black people be upset about it, I really didn't understand. But then like I thought back to Brandon, I was like, wait a second, he had this talk about just being black. Just mm-hmm. like just being who you are in this country, and then mm-hmm. I talked to Chase the very next day after the debate and asked him mm-hmm. about if he had that talk. He was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "That that blows my fucking mind." By yeah. the way, like mm-hmm. that blows any conception of race out of the water for me because did I'm your, like, never, "Did your mom ever never, have questions? Not a second. Did your mom ever have a conversation with you about being no. Asian in America? No. Damn. She was like, Damn. figure it, uh, figure it, it out. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it was nothing. There was no conversation about race." at mm-hmm. all she was like mm-hmm. uh, do your shit like that was it mm-hmm. and that's and you guys very... are first like my mom's a first generation yeah. immigrant mm-hmm. yeah. and then i and i'm half white too so like and i'm kind of racially ambiguous in that way so like mm-hmm. i kind of skew on the white side a lot um but i was like oh it gave me a whole new perspective of like black people's experiences in america mm-hmm. and like it's raised a bunch of questions for me Mm-hmm. Especially is like, is that talk even good? Is that is that? It's necessary. It is necessary. It's necessary. Yeah, it's like, like it's, but is it's it not, good? It's it's, it's necessary. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like we wouldn't ha- want to have the talk, right. but it's like been it, able it, to like. It's navigate. good for safety purposes. Yeah. It's good right. to like go into a situation and be like, okay, so even if I decide, you know, that I'm gonna go against what my parents have said, when things. Um, eventually blow up in my face yeah like then i'll know that like okay this shit comes from there's a framework like i've 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 been told this right i tested it it fucked up it's not a surprise so like in terms of like a safety and like you know Mm -hmm. real world consequence thing yes yeah i I agree it's like Mm -hmm. it's a necessary thing but like psychologically though like how did that make you feel having that talk as a child i mean that's the whole i mean that's the whole i mean that's that's what a bunch of black theorists and this talk has been happening for generations yeah yeah yeah. start with us like our parents have that talk our grandparents like it's slave it's like yeah of how to reconstruction yeah yeah Yeah. i mean there's no yeah it's literally just in our blood in a way it's like you know, it's necessary, like you said, for your own mm. physical safety, mm-hmm. pretty much, and also emotional. Yeah. yeah, like like you gotta you gotta prepare yourself because I remember even in high school, um, having to like come to terms with the fact that like the way in which I express my blackness and by virtue of being black was never always going to be enough for white people or white mm-hmm. white friends, you know, um, and not all the time. I think now that sort of has like changed a little bit, right? It's it's mm-hmm. changed a bit. Um, but I think even like back then, like five or six years ago, there was a lot of people that would be willing to just like disavow your experience 
yeah. um, openly and to like cast you aside. Um, so even like from, from my friends in color in high school, you know, we could talk and openly joke about the shit we go through, like real world pain and shit. Yeah. And we could like deal with it and talk with each other. But then white people felt like they were like entitled to it. And I'd be like, oh, so this is so this is what my parents were telling me. Yeah. 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 yeah like they all make jokes about it and think like it's OK. And it's just like, nah, because like jokes are born from like real world pain. Exactly. Right. So like yeah. so like for you to joke about it is like this really strange thing. So. um Okay, then yeah. I'm going to interject my own identity into this situation mm-hmm. where I'm half Japanese, I'm half white. I mm-hmm. obviously am very much identify as Japanese, like in mm-hmm. many ways. Mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I'm assimilated to the culture. I speak the language. But um, the racism that I've ever encountered in life has never been, so to say, systemic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been explicit it's always been in my face it's always been like squinty eye ching chong bing bong do my math homework kind of racism mm-hmm. and i'm like of course that hurts and like it's like weird and annoying but like i was never talked to about race at all like mm-hmm. i was it, it just wasn't so like i it, it happened to me and i was like it's irritating mm-hmm. but like i go home and it's gone right mm-hmm. and um but I still get to kind of get lumped in with this minority identity, right? That even you all, I feel like you have, you're more comfortable talking to me about racial issues than you were if I were completely white or like if I was like just a completely white person. I feel like it would be more so like I'd, I'd have more skepticism on your ability to empathize or to like feel yeah those mm. things. Like have you actually experienced it? If you were like white, would you like – able to truly like yeah it's like you'd be talking to like a brick wall and you'd be like yeah i totally think that like i agree that's like such a that's just a bad experience and it's just like a bunch of white people (laughs) say that it's just it just sucks so much that you guys have to go through that i understand and i'm just like i mean you don't actually understand but like it's okay it's okay thank you for trying yeah (laughs) thank you for trying (laughs) i think those conversations should be prefaced with like i will never be able to understand And, like, this is coming from Mm -hmm. a half-white, half-Japanese person. I will never be able to understand your experience with this. Because, Mm -hmm. like I said, okay, so I guess the entry point is that I've experienced racism in ways. And, in fact, when I go to Japan and everyone's Japanese and I'm obviously not fully Japanese, Mm -hmm. I experienced racism in a different way over Mm -hmm. there, which was very much more potent Mm -hmm. systemically than racism in America. Mm -hmm. So, like, the racism I experienced over there was not explicit like oh white boy you know this or that it was more just like like weird looks or like ignoring behavior or like you know was it like colorism as well or i don't know the question i I have for you with those situations um because i feel like whenever um even like me being in like let's say if i were to like go to jamaica right and i don't have like an accent and i don't like have sort of like any sort of like clothing style that's like indicative of like jamaica so like my my culture visually on the outside is like pretty much erased in terms of like what it means to be like Jamaican. Right. So like if I were to go into that culture, I, I haven't, I've only ever been to Jamaica to preface this. I've only ever been to Jamaica to sort of like hang out with family. So it's never been like, I've been in like schools or anything of that nature. So I don't know what it's like to like hang out with other Jamaican kids and talk like this and be like, are they like, Oh my God, why does he fucking talk like this? Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, uh, but do you think uh, do you think that's more so like racism or do you think it's more so like a a self sort of like prejudice between like sort of like this idea of like colorism within Asians yeah. and outsider so, like, that's what I was uh, basically I don't, yeah. I don't think it's colorism yeah I yeah think I think I, like, 
I take on a, a shade of Asian that's like mm-hmm. acceptable color wise. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, Vietnamese don't get that, or people from like yeah 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 mm-hmm. southern. And even there's mm-hmm. like you know spectrums of color that get discriminated even in South America. Like the darker you are, the more yeah. it, it's the everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's literally everywhere. Yeah. And um, so I don't. I never really experienced the colorism. Um, but here's the thing: it's like it was all a spectrum because there were people that were massively welcoming to me mm-hmm. that like really wanted to understand who I was, and then mm-hmm. there were those who didn't know how to approach me, so they either ignored it or they might have tried to antagonize me or get me to do things. I remember one time, it, this was like in uh, fifth grade, over there, some of these. Japanese kids were like, hey, Paris, it's cool to sag your pants, but it's, like, obviously not in Japan. But, like, Mm -hmm. they thought that was something that is laughable about American culture. Mm -hmm. And I heard that, and I was like, I immediately knew what was going on. I was like, oh, you're trying to get me to do this so you can laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's weird. But then I was like, why the fuck would I care about their opinion? Like, Like, immediately I was like, that's weird because, like, I have friends like I have established that I like have friends and like there are people that surround me and support me and like still there's like this little antagonistic behavior happening but I was able to brush it off because it's like uh whatever they just probably like it's a proximity issue Mm -hmm. in my opinion it's like yeah it's like not nationalist but like it's cultural because like isn't bullying like a huge deal in Japan like in schools yeah, and it, it's bullying in in possibly the worst way possible because it's hmm. it's not a collective group of people that gets bullied because of whatever identity nerds smart whatever it's mm-hmm. typically one singular person that takes that is the, the lightning rod of, of and like there's and in every year that changes and like if you're at the socially undesirable part of the ladder of you know the hierarchy mm-hmm. you're at risk of becoming that and i've seen multiple people it like gets passed off sometimes it's girls sometimes it's a boy it's really almost random how it happens that's wild it's really really crazy to see it cuz i'm just like whoa and like and that's the thing it's like i come into this middle of the school year and mm-hmm. i come in here and i like obviously it's like well that's the guy this year apparently and it's like man and me being I guess I'm, I don't know, more empathetic. I want to, like, be friends with this guy. Be like, hey, man, it's okay. Like, right. it's cool. But, like, there's, like, oh, my God, talk about social stigma associated with that. Like, talk about collectivistic behavior. It's like, mm-hmm. man, if you slip into there, you're done. Like, you're done for mm-hmm. socially. It, I'm like, why? Like, and, like, I'll Unless even, it follows you. Is yeah. it, like, past school? Is Unless it like you a... can figure out how to be cool and then get out of it. Mm. But, like, like, the scars can be there, for sure, yeah, like you for said. Yeah, forever, yeah. yeah. Well, not even, like, I just didn't know if it's, like, if it follows past, like, school. Like, I don't know. Like, there's yeah. some people from high school that I know got bullied, but, like, nobody's talking about it now. It's not like I would walk up and be like, oh, remember them from high school and the X, the XYZ happened. Yeah. But for but a lot of people in Japan, isn't, like, high school, like, a, a, a pretty, like, like, the best year of the best years of their lives. It's the most fetishized, just how yeah. college is in America. Yeah, yeah. really. I yeah. didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, high school is. It's that's that, why a lot of anime that are makes like based off of my high school. stomach turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a real hallmark. In fact, they it's so much so that they nationally watch high school sports. 
uh, high school baseball, high school soccer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a big deal because like college sports aren't really a thing. And then pro sports, there's a couple of leagues like baseball and soccer and sumo, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's a big deal. And I it's so it's so hard explaining the social dynamics of that mm-hmm. culture because mm-hmm. like we are massively individualistic over here right yeah. they're massively collectivistic over there mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't know how to explain it man like it it is Mind different day. like mm-hmm. it is different over here if you get cast as an outcast what are you gonna do you're gonna find the other outcasts mm-hmm. because they exist like what in there if you you're get alone. if like, you get ostracized like bye like it's like you're on the outside of society there for a bit and that that's not just reflected Mm -hmm. in school that's reflected in their greater society too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because everything works pretty well over there everything's really efficient people are more or less have purpose and jobs the government provides you a lot actually if you want to work if you can only work at 7-eleven for your whole life the government will subsidize part of your salary and like help you get a house to live in meet your basic needs Mm. right and um stuff that we're kind of striving for in this country and um so they're like you know they really try to help their citizens Mm. they do a pretty good job of it but if you're part of that five percent that somehow is still unhappy and you have depression or anxiety about things it's kind of like like sorry like like, mental health isn't really talked about over Mm. there Mm. because they're all very practical people they're like well the government's set up to help people and we do a very good job at it everything's set up we have healthy food everywhere good public transportation there's all these things you can even like indulge in alcohol or like you know video games whatever and like it's all here for you and if you still somehow do not like that then it's like on you maybe you should kill yourself it's like oh my it's gosh. like not they don't obviously they don't suggest it but yeah, it's like but it happens a it's lot. like that social it happens yeah, yeah. a lot and in fact it's like like the collectivism is so strong where it's just kind of just like people will kind of collectively agree like some people just don't make it mm-hmm. and it it's pushed under the rug and those are like the evil parts of this kind of like um collectivism that we're trying Mm -hmm. to push towards that i i have seen firsthand that i'm like hey maybe we should we should kind of value what we got over here that we're all individuals and valued and like we all see the merit in like the 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 inherent value of an individual person Mm -hmm. because you kind of lose that if you have a massively group think society hive mind a little bit yeah Yeah. so it's like when people talk about communism and stuff i'm like you know of course, we want to push to- more towards the middle. I think we're. I think I'm comparing two societies that are on the extremes of the mm-hmm. collectivism, individualism scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's better if we start to push towards the middle more. But the the tendency for things to start to trend in one direction and then go way. It, it's uh, it's gonna be like a pendulum. Like it's yeah. gonna flip. It, it's gonna it, stay in like the uh, the middle for like a split second, and, and then yeah. it's gonna yeah. hang in the. Yeah. It's got yeah. real momentum because when yeah. ideologies take over, it ta- it's tends to start to take over everything Mm -hmm. not just one thing here Mm -hmm. or there it's like you know first thing we have free health care for everyone next thing we have like you know universal basic income and then it's like next and next and next uh, we have a quote-unquote utopian society according to this ideology and then there's people that still aren't gonna be quite happy for it and it's like why and then we have a limit to how many kids you can have yeah and like (laughs) it's gonna like 
whoop, all of a sudden, like, our society is way different. You're not yeah. allowed to be an individual and, like, all these things. It's like, well, no, you have to think about everyone else. And it's like, those are good ideals to have, but it's like, man, uh, why can't we just be in the middle? Yeah. Like, there's something very, very difficult about being in the middle. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of and work take. and effort. Because then, cause then I, feel, I feel like people feel like they, they, whenever you are in the middle, then you're not an individual anymore. So, um, or that you're not living like an individual list. Like, I'm talking know, about like the middle in terms of collectivism politics, versus yeah, individualism. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like access to things and infrastructure, like stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's like we want to create a society that's more fair, especially mm-hmm. in America. It's like mm-hmm. everything should be more fair. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like healthcare shouldn't be a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be healthier food available. Things should be distributed. All yeah. these things we want. But like, it's like farmers should be getting more money and paid more to yeah. be able to fulfill these requirements mm-hmm. of like bringing people actual nutrition. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to keep it in the center where it's like perfectly balanced between the two things. Right. It like mm-hmm. we so want to push towards one way mm-hmm. or the other way. And I mean, you see it. It's like some people are like arm and hammer, like let's beat the Soviet Union. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, people tried that shit and look what it happened. It did not work so It didn't work so <laughs> greatly. It's like, let's, let's rethink. Let's before. not have history repeat itself like it yeah. often does. Mm. It's like all um. these 22 year old recent college graduates are like, communism. You know, it's like, uh, Hold take a, a step pause. back. Pause. Stop, stop, pause. Pause real quick, right? Because that happens and then someone takes a lightning rod like in Japan, like one person takes in the class takes the lightning rod of bullying, you know, oftentimes in collectivistic communistic societies, one group of people takes a lightning rod of abuse and they get killed off. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, is that what we want? Mm-hmm. No, it's like this individualism ideal of like people are inherently valued and like it, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good to it. It's just too rugged right now. It's mm-hmm. way too, way too. It's a little far bit too ambiguous, like right now, like yeah. like what we, um, what we can, what we think is like moral in terms of like our laws. Like it's too, it's too ambiguous right now in the way that we have our laws set up. Like who who's like, who uh, the whole individualism uh, thing with like having everybody, the individual is one thing, but the people who are enforcing laws and whatnot they sort of that's what Mm -hmm. creates sort of like that ambiguity and that's like the bad part of our society right now is that the people who have this power are able to have that ambiguity and their power is ambiguous you know and they sort of put a stranglehold on that whereas we who are also individuals and citizens don't get the opportunity to sort of like say like this is unfair against those people Um, yeah yeah and i think and that's the thing is people at the top have a legitimate argument in like being like, well, we can't just give you stuff. Mm-hmm. And like part of that's true. Part of that ruins you as a person. If you're just get handed everything mm-hmm. like you see in Japan, like there's people there's a society set up to where it's like good, but there's still some people that fall through the cracks. In fact, more people than like they like to admit over there are very much depressed, mm-hmm. even though their society is set up in a way to help everybody. There's just like some kind of hidden. It's fulfillment. I feel like it's, it's always going to be that though. There's always going to be like. There's always going to be people yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. And I. It, but the response to it shouldn't be like, "Oh, sucks to be you." Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's like, ah, uh, well, kill yourself, but just hide it so no one has to see it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, wow, okay. 
Like, people jump in front of trains in Japan, and their family will get fined because they made the trains late. It's like, if you're going to kill yourself, make it soft and subtle so no one has to see. That? It's not even, like, explicit either, but it's, like, everyone gets it. Everyone is very much aware. It's like, if I was going to kill myself, I should probably call the ambulance, say, hey, I'm killing myself, jump out the building, and, like, the ambulance would be there momentarily. So that my my parents don't have to see my mangled body yeah yeah oh yeah and God. also pay a fine yeah. yeah that's like like psychologically i think is like yeah. wild it's fucked it's massively fucked mm-hmm. i think there's you know that's crazy uh, that like that yeah. shook me a little bit it's it's, <laughs> it's like, really really and you know it, it's hard to explain to people if you haven't experienced it if you haven't been there and just mm-hmm. been like oh so this is what the opposite end be- yeah. seems like um and I think the ideals of like communism and socialism are really, really uh, popular because we are so, especially as young people, like oppressed in financial ways and just like opportunities. Mm. Like there's just not much going for us at this point. We go to the opposite side. Like we want to see yeah, what that looks like. But like it's a curiosity. It's just, like what yeah. happens if we just kill all the billionaires and give everyone their money? There's and demons like, on both sides, yeah. That's, yeah. that's not necessarily going to fix people's issues. It's disposition towards the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's way more difficult than that. Yeah. And you know, that's that's something I... I'm reading uh, this book, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Solid book, right? And um, there's that other book by Robin D'Angelo white fragility mm-hmm. right there's like the, a lot of, a lot of these like kind of books about privilege and society and hierarchy and power and mm-hmm. all this stuff and it's like they they do a really good job especially i, I only i've only read an, the anti-racist one and kenny does a really good job of like interjecting his own experiences mm-hmm. and contextualizing his ideas in here mm-hmm. because there's like being a racist there's being just someone who doesn't acknowledge race because there's mm-hmm. also racist mm-hmm. and in order to not be quote-unquote racist you have to be anti-racist you have to advocate against racism and it's like mm-hmm. these are all very true things mm-hmm. these are all very valid things valid observations and he's a very good sociologist slash his historian on this subject matter and i respect him for that because he's shedding light onto things that i'm like i didn't really realize that it's cool to see that even talking with you all, it's like there's disagreement among the black community about how to go about all this anyway. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, uh, for real. I mean, right? how do you, like, there's no way I, I, I might be a little bit pessimist, but I'm like, is there really a way to be like, like there's no such thing as like defeating racism in this country. This it's easy. The, it's like the everywhere. Most, it's literally, the world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's no fucking way. Right. It's like literally for, for you to defeat racism, is for every single white person to realize but that white supremacy is like in world. every single corner of in how we actually operate and for that to happen that just that's not going to happen it's not right that's not going to happen right. we're first of all we're too free we're too free yeah. for that to happen right right uh, americans have too deep of a sense of individuality which is one the biggest the biggest blessing but one is a deep curse if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum because then everybody feels like they're they're right right everybody feels like they're right and i know everybody says like you're entitled to your own opinion blah 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 blah. but the thing is is that that that's the curse right is that when you have this sort of idea of like these are people that have been capitalized on commercialized 
brutalized throughout history and then to still say it's about our opinion right when really People's collectively if state, we look back yeah. there's like there's definitely lives at stake yeah right yeah. there's like you can't you can't say anymore that like it's not like pizza like it's not like oh well, i prefer pineapples XYZ. on pizza it's like yeah it's no a human i mean we can definitely game. make an argument for like where your experiences have been with acidic fruit and yeah. shit like that and savory you can make an you can make an honest argument about that yeah um and you could be very valid but like there's not there's not it's not like a, in my opinion systemic. about racism when you're on right. the opposite end of and that, it that's my thing is uh-huh. that um it, it's almost undeniable well, it's not almost it is undeniable that the racism the white supremacy that exists in the world mm-hmm right like it exists it is here mm-hmm. and it is more or less here to stay like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. there's not really any getting away with it yeah mm-hmm. it's but like collectivism in japan like how do you how do you get over yeah. that how do you how do you how do you battle d- that? dismantle yeah. that <laughs> right. the only people that can dismantle that are people within the country and that takes more than a few centuries it right it's more than a few centuries and it takes more than a few people too yeah yeah it, yeah. it really takes does. a collect it takes everyone essentially mm-hmm. and that that's where i I'm like starting to think about this more deeply. It's like racism exists, white supremacy exists, mm-hmm. but is that the that that can't be the excuse for everything? Mm-hmm. And I'll use the word excuse very carefully mm-hmm. because there is no doubt in my mind that there's justification to be like, hey, like I didn't get this job and I feel like it's because of my race. Mm-hmm. It's like that 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 it happened a hundred percent. But like, man, at some point, psychologically, right? I, this guy's a good sociologist, historian, observationist of things that have happened. But like, going forward, what there has to be something that we can say or do to slowly mitigate this away. It's not going to all happen at once. Mm-hmm. There's no single bill or law or policy that's going to change any of it in our lifetime or our children's lifetime or even. Yeah. After well, if you over. think of it like. If a tree is dying, you don't just like cut the branches. You have to go like to the root. Right. So it's you can't just say, "Oh, we're gonna do this here and there, and that should like fix so what short is term that problems." Root is the thing. What is the root? Like, I think people know what the root is, and that's the thing is that I I think people people know what is that root though? that that like. I think people have an inherent feeling that the way in which we engage with two party politics obviously is is not good like socially for us i think a lot of people know this but like they're just like man but we have to keep following justify it oh yeah Yeah, it's like following this game right and it's just like yeah 50 years down the line are we gonna still have to be following this game even though we don't like it so laws that were um, put in place there was not here's my thing it's like that's not the root in my opinion no i mean i'm not saying that that's the root but i'm saying people people intrinsically feel when things aren't wrong people intrinsically feel when they're being when things are unfair right yeah right like we feel it financially we feel it socially we know when things are unfair so like even like getting down to the bottom of things even with like this election right all of this that's happening right now is completely and utterly unfair and i feel like people know people know that this isn't right right people know it people online will be like I do not feel I do not feel um, proud of my vote. I don't feel good about this. Yeah. I don't feel good about any of this. 
and we still feel like we have to follow it right because it's the only thing we it's have the structure right it's the but only we yeah adding like multiple i don't think adding more candidates is gonna also help that either because oh yeah i'm not saying that specifically mm-hmm. yeah 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 keep going no i'm just because yeah. like you're saying like the two-party vote mm-hmm. like yes our voting system mm-hmm. and just like our constitutional like rights and things that we can follow like i think the whole structure in general needs to be changed mm-hmm. not just like starting with just presidential yeah and i think i think what i meant to say with that specifically or like i guess to clarify now is that i'm not saying that that's where we start right mm-hmm. i'm right. saying that people intrinsically know when things are wrong and we know that like there are these things that do not feel right with how we operate in this yeah. country mm-hmm. there are things that we like we know that are like this a b and c are not do not feel good they do not feel right we know that there are collectively people who struggle with this and that for the main fact that there are these people who are screaming being like we're struggling with this that this isn't fake this is a real yeah. thing that's happening right there definitely needs to be some sort of top-down improvement mm-hmm. yeah for sure something to kind of like ease the transition to something better and when we talk about the root of the problems right i i personally think the root of it is very much psychological and in individual mm-hmm. it starts at a very 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 Young minute yes. tiny singular person to person interpretation of how this world actually is mm-hmm. and part of me that has a problem with ibram kendi robin d'angelo these people that are making people aware of racism white supremacy anti-racist ideas mm-hmm. is that man we're not letting people figure these things out for themselves instead we're pushing it in their face being like the world is racist america is racist you have to be anti-racist you have to be this you have to be that you have to do these things mm-hmm. in order to fight back i'm just like are we taking agency away from people by making them point to a problem systemically and is could the answer lie within being like for example we talked about you all had the the race talk growing up and i didn't mm-hmm. right so that personally made me feel that anything that i did was m- my fault and anything that was good was my success mm. whereas sometimes i feel like if we make people aware of race to a, such a high degree mm-hmm. that it takes their agency away from being able to solve their problems and gives it a, a cushion sort of to lie back on to be like well at the end of the day i could blame it on racism mm-hmm. and this is a very to me i say this and i'm listening to myself it sounds insensitive because it's like how could you just downplay people's experience with racism and that's true like i i i, I don't feel justified in speaking about this mm-hmm. but at some level i feel like we have to change the conversation away from race it's like it exists it's Mm -hmm. just like we can sit here and harp on about it forever and ever and say this needs to change this policy needs to be implemented this person can't be in office this 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 all these things it's like Mm -hmm. what about what what can you do right so that's actually so so i'd like to interject there yeah because i do feel like um you know 
I feel like where we are now and how we do function right now um, collectively as, like, Americans, right? Um, I feel like race is, number one, a huge issue because I think it just goes into every facet of health healthcare and community quality. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's everywhere, everywhere, right? So, yeah. so, so racism to me is, is like is like a huge focal point if not one of the most pervasive things we need to be talking about yeah now the things that i do think um and this is something that i that um especially within the last year i've been sort of like realizing is that it has to be it sort of has to be like community thought it has to be community thought in the same way that people put like a lot of like emphasis on voting um, in local elections, right? It's the same way in how we operate in our own personal communities. Local conversations. Right, right. It's it's local conversations. Mm-hmm. These 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 entities that exist in smaller towns, right? All these different things, they've been cultivated, these ideas of or I guess the exclusion of talking about race in these small mm-hmm. communities happen because it's insular, right? It all happens in that community, right? Mm-hmm. So, especially in America, you know, we're not just talking about these small places. I mean, we're we're all a nation, right? So, so if we're going to be talking about like things like education, right? Um, I think those books, um, I think, are very important. I think we should be talking about firstly, you know, social media. Of course, is going to be, you know, social media is going to be like, hey, right now, black murder being killed by police and all that stuff—that's popular right now. So let's talk about it. So let's push all of this stuff on there. Once that comes out of the zeitgeist. Let's talk about something else, right? So I think right now that's what we're experiencing in media right now too is that I think people are just like, it's really glamorized. Black death is glamorized, right? Because yeah. I think that's what it yeah. is. Um, now I think it's important to think about, well, you know, if these books are so important and aren't just so important to a zeitgeist, then, then like why don't we give students agency in schooling mm-hmm. first like let's put let's put some of these books in school specifically and not necessarily have this idea of like you know these are the these are the required curriculum right and all of it is written by like british white people mm-hmm. these people that are canonically canonically with quote air quotes to an art form but let's talk about like a bunch of different literature and how these like are are poignant to history, mm-hmm. right? Right. These all of this literature is important to history. Just as Uncle Tom's Cabin is, so is anti-racist, right? We yeah. have to talk about like these different sort of these forms of literature. Yeah, and um, it's like and it forms from an experience of like there's some people in neighborhoods that that's all they know. It's like no one introduces this in schools, and their interaction with people of color are so scarce because there's no people of color in their neighborhoods. There's no people of color yeah. in their communities. So it's like if they don't get introduced to that at a young age, they go half their life and learning now like, oh, I'm the bad guy in this kind of like situation. And of course, it's like an attack on that. I don't I don't think people should wake wake up and and realize they're the bad guy, though. Yeah, but it's but it's It's not right. But I'm saying is that it starts it starts so early because Mm -hmm. number one, you know, we talk about education and how we need to give students agency. Well, who supplies the ability to give students agency your teachers mm. if your teachers don't have the agency you know to provide that space for students mm-hmm. and they're going in with the collective bias already in the first place then there's no hope yeah. there's no hope of trying to supply these students with uh, so you guys yeah. i think you guys are talking about specifically white people 
raised in isolated areas that never encounter racism. Well, well, that's part of it. That's mm-hmm. part of it. But I'm saying, I'm saying overall or with never curriculum, enc- but not, even not like just how we like were raised in school. It's like it, K through twelve, yeah, across the nation, what the reading standards are. Things like ACT and SAT they're bias. Not there's for there's that. not yeah. there's, there's like there's a lot of yeah it's bias it's uh, like yeah yeah that SAT was literally made to prove that white people were smarter than black people mm-hmm. like that's it's like it's it, like historically like a a it, true motive towards mm-hmm. that yeah so yeah. like you know it it's it starts there first of all with school boards curriculum all these different things how we admit people to college mm-hmm. what even what even is college what's the point of college now because i feel like that's been distorted yeah about yeah. what college actually fundamentally is and where it started out as mm-hmm. um and yeah so i i feel like this derailed a little bit mm-hmm. from what i was initially thinking mm-hmm. Because um, there's obvious issues of proximity, right, I think Mm -hmm. is a big one. Like, I grew up, and I was always in classes with black people and Mexicans and Indians and Asians. And, like, like, race was really, like, ambiguous. I was like, well, I'm half white, half Japanese, obviously, but, like, I don't know what that really means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it all got muddled because I was like, well, there's that black kid, there's that white kid, there's that Indian girl over there. It's like it's cool and i i think that 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 is like a big i think important factor in starting to tone down the racism mm-hmm. in the world is being mm-hmm. like but but like not i was never explicitly talked to about race mm-hmm. ever ever mm-hmm. right like everyone should have the talk <laughs> like. i like but i don't know if everyone should though mm. right if it because kids right naturally they just have a natural empathy towards other kids especially it's like well well i mean racism is tall. It depends, yeah it depends That's on what thing. your parents it depends yeah. on what your parents say so i think right it also sort of depends my on my parents like, never said anything mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is kind of is is that the goal we want where it's just like hey maybe if we don't bring it up and we just assimilate and we just like show each other like hey this is the this is just how it is now like mm-hmm. there's there's gonna be different colored people it really doesn't matter um versus of course there's parents that are just like black people are lesser than you mm-hmm. right and like like send their kids with these fucked up messages in their mind about how kids are like you know different somehow but like kid children have a natural empathy and understanding towards each other which is like um they don't give a fuck they just mm-hmm. want to play right yeah. like they just want to interact they just want to have positive interactions with each other and i'm just like there's something about that that like solves a lot of problems where where you don't have to say anything mm-hmm. that obviously doesn't like solve the greater problem that like you eventually have to encounter race yeah. in your life right but it's like the proximity issue is a is a big thing for me because like like you all said if you're raised isolated in a white community with white parents and all you see is white people and then like you don't get to college and then when you get to college is the first time you interact with someone outside of like the norm of what you know yeah what we're negating though is that i feel like i feel like proximity is like one thing but you have to realize that like we technology has made it to where proximity is only a factor right like back then it used to just that used to be a big deal right 
but we have TikTok, we have Instagram, but we have all these different things. And so we have that's catered to like what you put out. Like it's mm-hmm. all like a system of like the for you page is mm-hmm. catered to like what you are interested in. If you're mm-hmm. not interested in learning something or if you're not interested in like those interactions, mm-hmm. you're, they're not going to come back to you. Everything mm-hmm. is like data for what you're putting out. So mm-hmm. if it's like you're catering to one thing, it's not going to give you something outside of the norm that is for you. No, but I mean, even in the way in which media is expressed, like how, how like we see, I mean, literally I posted that thing on my Instagram about beauty standards um, and professionalism and how I think like professionalism is like ultimately in this country, very much a white supremacist ideal in the same way which you have to look a certain way white to be like more favorable or clean quote unquote. Mm and all these different things. And the algorithm plays into it because one, the algorithm was created by humans. It was created by people who work in those industries, right? Now, no, now I'm not saying specifically that the algorithm can't like, you know. Well, the algorithm also learns mm-hmm. from yeah. people's natural preferences. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, it's only gonna, you're only gonna see yeah. what you mm-hmm. wanna see. Mm-hmm. I, you, what was I gonna say? Jesus. We're talking about a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking specifically that I think proximity is a factor, though I think, you know, a lot of people who are young are also engaged with social media, are engaged with outside things, right, that not even sometimes parents can control, right? Not even just, like, your community is necessarily involved in, right? These are things that they can, like, interact with yeah. devoid of proximity and sort of, like, be like, well, this is happening out here too, right? Mm. So, it, so it becomes this difficult thing. Are you saying that the internet and social media will reduce the proximity issue? I'm saying I'm not saying that it'll necessarily reduce it. I'm saying that that makes it even more complex on how we sort of like, yeah, oh, dismantle these things because it, you know, part of it There's starts. There's racist white people that listen to Kanye West and go to Kanye West concerts. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a whole in hip hop, in hip hop in general, there's right. racist ass white people. There's a lot of hypocrisy <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's people I don't that think, don't listen to lyrics. I don't, uh. I don't think those people have the proximity that I'm talking about, where it's literally like you have black kids in your class that you interact with starting from age mm-hmm. like zero, one, two, three. And we're also people yeah. of color who are also music students. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both things together there who also sort of like can like look at something like i don't know like erica badu or kendrick or all these different people or yeah. Jean gray and be like i actually want to break that down i want to know what they're saying yeah you know but people don't see music in that same way and it's it, you know adds layers some, he- yeah, some people just hear virals ain't true all got along they probably had me down at the end i was like Seems <laughs> like the whole city going against me. Every and time they I'm hear, in the tree, I hear, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I mean, they literally, <laughs> hear, they literally hear, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what excites them. And that's it, that. right. Yeah, um, it's like that doesn't necessarily address the proximity issue, yeah. in mm-hmm. my opinion. And so, mm-hmm. man, it's such but a I, it's complex issue. It's yeah. like there, there's no solution that's to why, this. That's why I think racism is the most, it's one of the most dangerous things that have ever been created in this country we we really have it's to think, not created in this country though it's everywhere like oh, no, it's, I'm saying, colorism oh, no, I'm saying, is literally everywhere oh, no but i'm saying i that was a mistake yeah now now but i'm saying it's like one of the most dangerous things because there truly is like no necessarily logic 
about it. It's about countries that want to take over other countries, and that's just a method of of perpetrating I that. I think it's naive to put a sociopolitical framework on understanding human behavior. Mm-hmm. I think most things like this do not arise because of societal or the patriarchy or Western society or this or that. I don't think racism, sexism, beauty standards, any of that arise because of society mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. I think they it's arise. It's perpetuated a bit. Yeah, It's um, perpetuated. It's perpetuated. I think, I I think, think it's perpetuated. brought to the forefront. Yeah, because I want to hear the rest of this. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that the natural way of ordering people in your psychological mind is biological. I think it comes from the survival instinct that we have to recognize hierarchy in everything. And that hierarchy gets distorted because of consciousness. But if we look back to our previous animal ancestors Mm -hmm. they all do the same thing they order each other based on hierarchy and that hierarchy manifests as behavior in some or physical manifestation of like some tigers are just bigger than others and they win Mm. um i think these brain structures are so so ancient that they has nothing to do with society I think it's just this society, like you said, perpetuates a certain flavor of the hierarchical ordering that we mm-hmm. see today. But then it becomes learned behavior because yeah. then we get to control right. that, right? So the, I think the importance is beings. to recognize this biological, ancient hi- system in our brains that sees things as hierarchical. Everything is. We see, like, for some reason, like we were talking about colorism darker people in brazil are treated worse than lighter people in brazil it's like is that racism they're all brazilian it's not racism it's colorism mm. right but what is that what it's is also colorism a, it's also a national context too like if we're talking yeah. like i mean like, that's also yeah. started because of like i don't really know like that's the logical brain for some reason being like well if you're darker skin you're probably better for manual labor to be out in the sun because the but where does that come is, from though that comes from i like, think it comes from com- biological natural hierarchies that we see in our brain that are just like so hard to to to, to, to undo and to unwind i think it takes a lot of conscious effort to realize these things People who deny white supremacy, it's like, I feel like you're at the bottom rung of consciousness ever. Because it's just like, no, this shit exists, of course. But it's just like, how much of a factor does it actually play in our lives? And how much are we able to like unwind that? Because at some point, we have to recognize that these biological structures in our brain have carried us to evolution to this point. To be like, the stronger are living what is strong it's arbitrary but like for some reason society has imprinted that skin color and race and dialect because it was taught at some point yes and it has perpetuated we 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 function we function atop that perpetuation right there's there's like i don't think that's biological i think that was like passed down so the, the thing is is the root of it is biological in my opinion because of the hundreds of millions of years of evolution prior to society even existing yeah but that's what got us here right right all of these things i mean we're still alive right so it's the perpetuation of that right society is accelerated 
But now we're getting to a point of consciousness where we realize that, like, okay, some of these things. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that these mass extinctions? This this whole idea of like we're gonna take a race of people and kill them. These genocides, different things of this nature are like not right and within those races is like that's recognized like oh if i'm a part of this subgroup Mm -hmm. i have to do xyz to to survive like any colonist is going to come and take something from us which we're thinking about races society if we're looking as human beings to a modern society that that is that is like freer can i Mm -hmm. can i contextualize the time frame that i'm talking about Yeah. yeah is that um we have divulged from many, many species in mm-hmm. the millions and hundreds of millions of years. Mm-hmm. Modern humans are 200,000 years old, right? Mm-hmm. All right, think about all the evolution that happened before that. Mm-hmm. To put in place in our brains hierarchical structures that tell us this is how you move, this is how you reproduce, this is how you succeed biologically very rigid very very rigid and it works it's worked this whole time humans come about about two hundred thousand years ago modern society comes about how long ago a thousand two thousand years maybe western society is only about 600 years old like i think we neglect a lot of the biological mechanisms in our brain that lend us to these certain patterns right Mm -hmm. we can blame society on a lot of things I think, like you said, the perpetuation of certain characteristics that divulge into um, personal interest. Yeah. Personal interest is mm-hmm. the big biggest part that, of let's it. Let's set that aside yeah, real yeah, quick because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot more to unpack in that situation. But I think biological hierarchical structures in our brain set the tone for society to flavor that to be like all right now that we're humans and we obviously have difference in humans how are we going to order the hierarchy now for some reason dark people are at the bottom darker people are at the bottom for what reason that's society right that's societal society just but the previous because like we all come from one place like we all came from africa exactly so it's like it wasn't something that at one point we were all different it was like Yes, evolution yeah. had skewed us to change in different directions. But the predisposition to have these hierarchical structures in our mind, mm-hmm. to even have the idea that someone is higher or lower than you. Right? That had to come from one source, that one place. That is that not just a source, but years, millions of years of evolution. Mm-hmm. And then now we have societies. Now we have societies that fuck, fuck that all up. Like animals are more or less unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. They do things. It, things happen, and we don't attune consciousness to them. We don't attune reason or personal gain to them, because like we're just like yeah. because we're just like they're animals, right? On some level, we have that, but like for some reason, for some fucked up reason, we have consciousness. Mm-hmm. We have that bit of us that has personal motive, and that good has and evil mm-hmm. ideas of good and bad. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Instead this, of just is dichotomy. Instead of just like frontal exactly. cortex. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. We like develop these brain structures to say, hey, I am me. And like, what a horrible, horrible thing to put upon any species, the ability to reflect on oneself. If we could just be fucking dumb and just like order ourselves based on power and all these things that just like naturally go about in the world, like we would have a lot less problems thinking about this. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But no, we wouldn't be thinking we at are, all. We yeah. are, <laughs> right? Exactly. It would just sleeping, be sleeping, fucking eating, and yeah, dying. Yeah, <laughs> like that's literally for it. For some reason, we're endowed with this burden of consciousness <laughs> to realize that our whole lives are suffering, and somehow we have to. Who just thought? <laughs> yeah, it like it really is. It's yeah. fucked up. And then like, but like, how much can we attribute? all this to societal influences i think there's a significant portion that we can be like okay society for some reason chose white men to figure stuff out and develop society in a way that is quote-unquote beneficial in an arbitrary way for humankind Mm -hmm. right and that perpetuated through society it's like why why white people it's like they weren't even the original ones it's like it makes no sense. At least sense, even in the history, right? I mean, yeah. it also it also depends on our history. Yeah. To yeah. to to like who, where they get these ideas, where where who was influenced by who, where is that written down in a book? How many books have been burned? How many colonizations yeah. have been destroyed? Like, there's no, like, like even the history that we think we know. Like that's why we have fucking right. historians and archaeologists and, and all these different like, people because it, it's just like there's no. There's been the a lot of stuff that's been so yeah for so that skewed. purpose of not being able to draw back to what the original source was because right it's because it's muddled up and like we're we're at this age of information where like all of these ideas that we've kind of held on to for the past couple hundreds of years which is literal nanoseconds in the terms of evolutionary history mm-hmm. we're coming to a screeching halt and realizing stuff we're coming to a screeching halt and being like wait a second why why does all this why why is there racism why is there this and that why why does this happen why is there hatred in the world why does this happen and what can we do about it right the next step forward is like it 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 all starts with the awareness right Mm -hmm. like no one we can't step forward until everyone realizes that like white privilege and like white supremacy is at least a thing right there's Mm -hmm. people that deny white privilege i'm like okay hold up like I, I disagree with blaming everything on white privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Not everything is white privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's bullshit. That's 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 how you have an external locus of control and like perpetuate misery onto yourself is being like, well, everything is because of this one problem in society. It's like mm-hmm. then you neglect to have any agency over your life, mm-hmm. and that makes you more miserable going on. It's like white supremacy and white privilege is a big reason for the 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 reason why some groups don't succeed in society for sure it's not everything though right that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i start i stand hard on that point Mm -hmm. it is not everything Mm -hmm. it is not it's a huge it's a huge function um while i think i think even in terms of like even uh with with at least i'm speaking more so from like personal experience yeah i have to sort of like separate myself a little bit from like these ideas of just like that like in some way i'm like downtrodden mm. and stuff and that's the agency i have to personally take to survive that's what i'm like, saying that's literally that's literally one of those things where it's just like i know these outside situations are happening i know that shit is not stacked in my favor and it all like sucks and so all of that is you know it does it does hurt me from day to day yeah i have to personally i i don't know if other people like I won't hold anything against other people if they feel like this is hard and they can't deal with it, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like personally, for me to keep any sort of like sanity, I have to like make things. I have to make yeah. things singular. Like I have to be like, this is me. I have to do this shit 
if shit comes and gets me, right? If shit comes and gets me, I just have to I just have to improvise. That's what right, I'm right? saying. Right, right. And that's the yeah, thing is I, I now I don't think that like that shit is now valid. Right. If these motherfuckers are like doing shit to me, yeah. I don't think that that's valid and shit. Right. I'm still going to speak my mind. I'm still going to do some shit, but like I I to keep myself sane, I have to hold steadfast yeah. to to my idea of an individual first and foremost because that's the only thing that's going to bring me any happiness like as an individual you just as a person you just um but that, spewed my whole hi- my whole thesis with your own personal experience because that's exactly what i feel is that like but that's that's the conundrum of blackness yeah, yeah. that's the conundrum right. of because you have to get there like, to realize yeah. that especially it's yeah. super hard when there's like mm-hmm multiple forces coming at you mm-hmm. at once and that's all that you can see there's some people who really cannot see past that can't so, and that's yeah. generational it doesn't right. just start with us this is like something that has been put on us mm-hmm. since the beginning of time we have to work so, with tools we have to work yeah. with tools that we have now structurally exactly with these systems that have made us to feel yeah made us to feel yeah less than human make us to feel less right than others right this hierarchical system that has been perpetuated by a power system mm-hmm. of people of a specific race like we have to work with those tools now, yeah right? See, and i feel like mm-hmm. that's something that we've kind of established a little more than the generation before us mm-hmm. just because of like the history of segregation like it was mm-hmm. is it, we're living in like a, a somewhat of a different time to be able to like personally make that decision but like the people before us weren't able to make that decision because that's all they've yeah. ever known yeah. and say like, so they only off. taught like, us like we, what they know and i can say fuck off right i can yeah, say we like, have that privilege say, to be able to do that i can right. say like fuck you i can say i'm gonna keep doing my own shit and then i can find other revenue streams mm-hmm. yeah fuck only fans exists like we can literally like <laughs> right. people can, full circle people can fucking make money off of shaking their ass and it's great, and it's right? Great. Right? Like we have all these other like revenue streams. I can say fuck y'all. I'm gonna do my own thing. And I can do my own shit right here, right? That's not to eliminate that the fact that there's a bunch of other people shit that I'm not necessarily I'm not like as worse off as a ton of black people are in the United yeah. States, right? Mm-hmm. And I can take time to think about my own personal experiences, yeah. mm-hmm. my own abuse, even my even my experience as an Im- as a first generation to Jamaican immigrants. I, I have these sort of the, like different viewpoints and stuff. So I have sort of a bit of a curse, but also a privilege a financially to sure. also yeah. be like, you know, my parents sacrificed shit for me to be here and for me to have this sort of consciousness right here to think about these things and find this individuality. And but but that's not that's not allotted, right? Mm-hmm. That's not guaranteed. I I yeah. definitely feel like that is very much all of these small little things had to happen for me to even get to this point of being mm-hmm. like once again, a privilege, like you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is a privilege because, like, our yeah. parents and our grandparents, and they did not have that privilege yeah. at all. Yeah, it's like, like to me, it's like I was listening to Quelly Chris album. I'm sorry, I bring this guy <laughs> up like a every phone day. Up. But, I gotta pee. Talk amongst yeah. yourself real quick. Um, <laughs> um, Quelly Chris, I'm gonna sit album, in his chair. <laughs> um, Quelly Chris album. Uh, uh, I th- it's one of his earlier albums, but there's this this is interlude. Um, that happens in the in, um in the album where he's saying, "What is a nigga? What is a man? What is a nigga? What is a man? Who are you, man? Who are you, nigga?" Mm-hmm. And it is literally that is such a that is such a literally such an interesting thing to think about there because he's saying like, 
well, what constitutes a nigga and what constitutes a man? And mm-hmm. that's the thing that I feel like, if there's one thing I will say about Kanye, if there's one oh, thing, I'm sorry. Choose wisely. No, 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 no. <laughs> if there's one thing I can say about Kanye, I think that he has had a, a discourse about this, about being like, how, you know, how do we, how do we mentally like at least create some agency in ourselves to be like, we need to, this shit hurts mm-hmm. and we need to find need to something, something to be it. proud about in ourselves, yes. right? We need to, we need to see the beauty in ourselves and not be conditioned by all these external factors to feel like we're shit, right? Mm-hmm. We have to find that individuality, whether it's through painting, it's through art, it's through it's medicine. Something. And it, like, it, it sucks to, that not a lot of people mm-hmm. are able to get that. Advantage though. that. Like, yeah, I yeah. see that mm-hmm. within like, my parents generation and mm-hmm. a little bit like i feel like us being like cuspers mm-hmm. of gen z bleh, but oh sorry <laughs> here switch me mic oh okay that makes yeah. way more sense yeah by the way oh. if you're born after 1995 you're gen z god that's so disgusting. i am gen z too i'm, I'm gen still z gonna together. say i'm a cusper just to make myself yeah. feel a little better um <laughs> that is well it depends on who you asked because mm-hmm. i love those that fuckers. that air that that line has changed so fucking much. Well, okay, so here Wait, I'm going to give you a solid a uh, a statistical difference between people born before 1995 and after 1995. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is I I listen I read slash listened to a book called The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan mm-hmm. Haidt. He's a and this other guy Greg something, but uh, he talked to a sociologist that made that mark that 1995 is the start of gen z and it's because later on as you follow these people going along you see a higher rate of self-reported depression anxiety and then also coinciding with that behaviors behaviors such as cutting and then hospitalizations for suicide attempts and these cuttings and whatnot there's a marked difference between people born 1995 and after and before that so this is a person that saw that and said, okay, so we're going to di- differentiate millennials as 1994 and before, and then Gen Z is 95 and after. And that is a big reason why we have the divide between millennials and Gen Z is just based off of how much of us say we want to kill ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> a, marked, a marked difference in a, um, in psychological health mental mm-hmm. health and i think that is a yeah go for it Sorry. and i think i think <laughs> i think that is a very good cutoff point because you have you see the um, influence of social media in that age you see yeah. a decrease in gen z of unsupervised playtime which is huge huge Un- huh so i don't know how you all grew up I, I grew up with plenty of unsupervised playtime. My mom oh, would my get the fuck I would just out get of the, the house. I would literally just go ride my bike and go, yeah. go do some stupid shit with I think other friends. I wasn't allowed with me being a woman, but it's... Mm, I yeah. don't know. It's Do you have siblings? Uh, I do. He's six, so no, oh, I don't. no. <laughs> <laughs> right. For me, it was cultural. Like My parents were just like... At first, my parents said... You're not sleeping over at any white person's house, first of all. Yikes. Two, they said, uh, they said, because uh, I think in their head, whenever they see like news things, they always see black kids mm-hmm. dying when they go off in a group of white people. They either Yo, get fucking like like drowned in a lake, and nobody knows how they got drowned. Yeah. 
yeah. or some shit and they're but just like yeah no too, just though. like don't go yeah don't that's go hard. over their house like i don't trust that as a parent shit. it's really hard um, to be able to like decipher that yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's that's tough that's for terrifying. parents terrifying yeah, yeah. yeah if you're a black parent you're just like i i mean we know that these niggas were getting lynched like 80 years ago yeah so like but, uh, i'm a little scared to here, say, yeah, yeah okay no, I feel mm-hmm. that. here's another statistic yeah, yeah. i'll bring up from this book that also arises the whole suicide depression statistic is that um the 70s and 80s were high crime very very high crime mm-hmm. but for some reason our parents had a lot more unsupervised playtime where they just went out in the world and just did stuff mm-hmm. right but there was higher crime then, right? Okay, so, and then you also see the uh, introduction of 24-hour news media. Mm. And so, like, what are they doing? They're trying to find the stories that are going to make people watch this shit. Yeah. What is that? Kidnappings, car chases, murders, children being raped, all this yeah. fucked up stuff, right? So that's why you see around the 90s this, like, very, very high anxiety period where the parents of that generation were like, oh, my God. Like, they're all watching fucking CNN, Fox News, and being mm-hmm. the MSNBC and being like, oh, my God, another white girl got Especially killed. Especially for or like, kids, man. Yeah. Like, because everyone was working. No one was home. So it, was right. like it wasn't like they were unsupervised for, like, their own personal reasons. Like they Because had, their parents, were like, were just like, we trust that they're not yeah. it. It's like, no, we're like, out here we're trying working. to make money. Yeah, right. we're like, trying to make ends meet. And yeah. it's like, from the 70s of, like, the like women were starting to be like, no, I want my own fucking job. Like, I'm not yeah, going to stay home. So it was right. like, it wasn't like they were out on their own just for, like, the willy-nilly. It was like there was literally no one home. So they right. had to figure out what the fuck to yeah. do and spend their time. And then there was an overreaction around the mid-90s mm-hmm. where it's just like, no, don't let your kids go outside. This is yeah. this is seen more in Gen Z, and I don't know that we had this experience necessarily. I had plenty of outside playtime. My mom was like, "Go fi- fucking figure it out." Yeah. Go play. My mom would say, "Go play yeah. in traffic." My mom would literally yeah, right. say, "Yeah, go fucking play in traffic." Yeah. Because also, I think because we got the best of both worlds of like we grew up in like with technology in a way, but we still have the opportunity to like not be completely. Well, we and ride bikes and shit. We literally yeah. grew up with technology. Yeah. yeah We're the like, first people to ever see the difference between not having like a cell phone yeah and then going to like the internet like, yeah do you even remember being... floppy disk can we talk uh, about that? <laughs> i mean like 2007 when the iphone came out like we didn't have iphones i don't think any of us had no. iphones in 2007 right absolutely mm-hmm. not but come like 2011 2012 right i got my first iphone right. freshman year of high school exactly. 2011 2011 i didn't, I didn't yeah. get until soft yeah so at the same time actually mm-hmm. when i was a sophomore in high school i got my so like we literally grew up with it or we mm-hmm. didn't have it for our experience for mm-hmm. an extended period of time and then we did have it i didn't know what it was like to access youtube on a phone i didn't know there was a period <laughs> of my life where i didn't know what the fuck a video was online right like all of this shit like like where am i supposed to read sorry my mic is picking this up no you're good <laughs> where, is I, where am i supposed to read manga even shit like reading yeah. manga <laughs> online like 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 i didn't know what anime was what the fuck was that shit across right. the sea like all of that stuff, all that connection, all we knew was like what was in our house. Yeah. And in our mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Like we know what that is. And, on and now TV. we're on the other side yeah. where like now it's like shit. Well, the TV used to be the pinnacle of all information mm-hmm. at one yeah. point, right? Yeah. Did you all see that new episode of this, that, and then you mm-hmm. talk about it at school? Of Camp Laszlo. Right. Oh <laughs> you no. see that Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, bro. That shit was funny. He said, that he, was said fun. sticky hat. he said, sticky head. He said, he said, I like chocolate milk. He said, I like chocolate. <laughs> I like chocolate milk. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Potatoes. God. 
I like potatoes. Hey, right. I used to get all the inside of a family guy because I was not allowed to watch it in third grade, but like right. everyone else around me was. Man. So it was a time. I want to go back to the, what we were talking about before I went into the bathroom about like your own understanding of like how your individualism was the key thing that kept you sane and kept you on the right path. Yeah. Right? It was, it was sort of like a, it was sort of one of those things where I realized you know, when I kept focusing on Black Death, when I kept focusing on these issues and stuff, um, for my own sanity, I literally had to disconnect from that. Like, yeah. I had to I had to leave it. I had to say, like, this shit sucks, but I am not going to live this is long not if I but keep like, fixating like, on this. It's like, what the fuck are you going to do about it, right? Mm-hmm. So here, when I go back to this mm-hmm. idea of, like, should we be talking about like anti-racism all this stuff it's mm-hmm. like how much this stuff is being pushed in people's faces right mm-hmm. yeah and it's like if you see it all the time at some point like you said it's it's gonna be blinding it's gonna be like everything it's is desensitizing black yeah everything is you know horrible being black in this country is the worst mm-hmm. everything is systemic i can't do anything once again mm-hmm. it removes your agency to mm-hmm. be like that racism exists that's the root of mm-hmm. all your problems mm-hmm. i don't believe that's the root of everyone's problems mm-hmm. is the thing mm-hmm. and especially in the black community i see people mm-hmm. like okay you, you, you hear about morgan freeman talking about racism he's like just stop talking about it mm-hmm. right or you see other successful black people that are like we acknowledge that this is a real thing mm-hmm. racism is here but it's just like man you can't make your whole life about it and mm-hmm. you will die in just existential turmoil at some point you have to find the things that love and keep you alive yes like at a certain point like that's the thing is that if you keep fixating on it you're going to die Mm -hmm. and not have fulfilled what you could have possibly done and not have really lived your fullest if you keep fixating on it and it'll put you to an early and mental death and that's what i'm saying it's generational Um, though mm -hmm. yeah yeah, i mean it's like like i said we have the privilege in order to say that but it's like Mm -hmm. our grandparents did, well, my grandparents did not. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's literally all they have known mm-hmm. is just, like, of being less than, and it really doesn't matter what you do, of, like, growing up. Right. Like, I can't say for my great-great-grandparents, but I remember just, like, listening to stories of my grandparents of dealing with segregation, of, like, dealing with Jim Crow. Like, psychologically, no wonder they're fucking bitter and yeah. racism is all mm-hmm. they can think about. Yeah. So they taught their kids that, and with my parents getting the tail end of segregation, they got like a taste of it, but it's it was still very prominent in their lives to pass it down to like our generation. So it's yeah. really hard. Like I said, we have the privilege to be able to say that because mm-hmm. we see a different light than they had. And we really right. don't talk about media as well yeah. because we think that media really started. Um, I think. <laughs> that we think in some way that technology and media started with us but you know being relegated to a second class citizen while also seeing these 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 famous black people on tv these these winning black people on tv right and seeing that but still feeling like a second class citizen in your own space there where it was even more exaggerated where like in every sense of commuting in every sense of using a toilet, in every sense of fucking walking down the street and seeing certain people on the on one side uh, of literally the color line, mm-hmm. like there's literally like 
they sort of like had this they didn't have as much of an ability to just sort of put it away tune that out right mm-hmm. right and they didn't have all yeah. those those ventures you know we can be our own like heroes right now being black right we have that platform yeah we have a way to express it and we know that black media right now like is king yeah like black shit is king right now the first i get i get 95 percent of my news from black twitter (laughs) it's literally no joke not even they're so quick bro like Um, like black people black people control this shit but the thing you have to realize is that how 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 do how does whiteness commodify it that's the thing that's really important and how do white people take in that media right how are they taking it in for its pure purely like aesthetic value are they listening or capitalizing stuff because that's really important that's part of it it's like with music i know people say like oh everybody should listen to their music their own way you know and i understand that right everybody should take it in right i think as a musician um i think i find it strange that 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 white people are able to really identify and listen and listen to all the lyrics of a Taylor Swift album and listen to that and feel it or Bohemian Rhapsody and feel all that shit but then it comes to a hip hop album and we can't give it that same amount of Claire mm-hmm. that's oh, or not not Claire, why did I say but... Claire why did I say Claire <laughs> uh, there wasn't a word we can't give it the same amount of care right mm-hmm. like there's these people who are making these statements using real words you know in a very like do you identify with taylor swift songs at all i'm just saying that i think they they are very much in like a we can all pretty much understand what she's saying right right but can you understand <laughs> that was a yes saying? or no question <laughs> huh <laughs> but do you identify with any taylor swift song um i can't say i identify with it in the right experience. exactly yeah though. but like that's that's, that's, that's two totally reverse, different yeah. things mm-hmm. right like, yeah yeah white people almost shouldn't be able to identify with many hip-hop songs yeah 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 because it, it wouldn't make sense for but, them mm-hmm. but like it totally makes sense for them to like identify with a taylor swift song i guess i'm thinking about like listening to it and like thinking about like what it's actually saying we can listen to a taylor swift album and know what she's saying right i mean but um, like you don't know that if if some groups of people might take that in a way that is more meaningful than you're able to feel what do you oh, are you just saying it's as not going to mean as, as much because like, they can't right, relate to it? You listening yeah. to a Kendrick Lamar song is going to be more meaningful than a white guy listening to a Kendrick Lamar song inherently, right? According to this basis that we're um, I guess about. based off of like experience, yeah, like exactly yeah. what you're what you're talking about, their mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. So like, it would only make sense that if a white girl listened to a Taylor Swift song, she would identify more with it and be able to understand it on a deeper level because of her own experiences mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be able to understand. I think I think what's very interesting about that, though, is that I think, again, we come back to media and proximity, is that we've also, I think, black people have also been conditioned to understand... I'm talking about you. Oh, me, me. I mean, I'm thinking about that, and I'm saying, like, I mean, I get... The, yeah, you yeah. get it, but mm-hmm. like, white people get what Kendrick Lamar is talking about. No, they don't. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But they, oh. but they get it. They, they, no, they, they don't. No, they capitalize <laughs> they on it, but they, they don't, don't get it. it. No, no, no. They don't but get like, it. Yeah. I'm talking about the casual white listener. It's like, oh yeah, I get what he's saying. Right, he gets it. No, just, it's not the same. No, 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 I don't no, think no, it's no. the same thing. But just like yeah. you, yeah, I get what Taylor Swift's saying. 
Yes, because I do care what Taylor Swift is saying. It's not on any deep level. Let me let me back off for a what second. What does deep level mean exactly in this context? I just want to. Okay, maybe Taylor Swift to Kendrick Lamar is not a fair comparison. What about Johnny Cash to Kendrick Lamar? Okay. <laughs> Johnny uh, Cash. <laughs> Johnny like, Cash. Let's say um. Let's say um. What's another? Uh, let's say like Elton John. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, let's I was gonna say like, like John Lennon or something. John even Lennon then, I don't or even know. some fucking. <laughs> John Beatles. Lennon versus Erica Badu. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, right. So, but like, let me let me let me check you all real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, do you not feel the little bit of maybe narcissism that's coming mm-hmm. out in terms of you discriminating against white people music because they won't understand, but you totally understand what white people music. I mean, we've been Means. forced to consume with white people music we, just we, in general. We, it's not like... How, we've been how many times have you been forced to listen to Taylor Swift? Well, it's like... Let me back up. It's not like we've been forced to listen to Taylor Swift, but we've been conditioned of, like, that is the we, norm within popular... But, like, how do you... Okay, but, like, how do you understand... How do you think that you can understand the white experience... Because it's always thrown in our face. It's not because, like because we have to follow the white experience. Yeah, like that's the that's the okay, way. Okay, I do we... too. But like, I don't think I can identify with why someone would like a Taylor Swift song because I think Taylor Swift songs are shitty. In the context of like lyrics and like what she's talking about, I mean, it's a pretty thought... all encompassing sort of thing. I mean, she's talking about things like, like let's say like breakup but, and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and like relationship things. She 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 really is talking more so to things that are a little bit more like universal, right? Whereas Kendrick is like expressing a black experience that is still popularized that like white people sing along to, but they don't really listen for a context or like, oh, this is what this is related That's to. That's what I'm like, saying. Asian, girl, is Asian that girls like... can listen to this. Asian girls can listen to Taylor Swift and be like, oh yeah, yeah, we find something in that, right? Right? Are you assuming this? No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it's it's definitely like a possible thing. Why are you all assuming all these things, though? Because I'm saying that she is. She's talking about more broader concepts. I'm saying she's. I talk- don't know. I think it's person to person. Really? I've met you many an Asian girl that is very not genuinely Asian, and tries to identify with rap music, and I'm just like, you're faking this. You're playing on your race to gain, you know, leverage because you know you can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's instances where that happens, right? And like sororities, yeah. yeah I mean, so, right. So like, what I'm saying is that like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to discriminate against white people and how they identify with their music, just because white people try to identify with black music in a way that you, we all know that they can't actually identify with, right? How right. are you also confident that you can actually identify with the Beatles? Or like, how can you identify with Hobo? I can, I can Hobo identify. Johnson. I can identify with the lyrics of the Beatles. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm saying it's like, why are we? This racial divide mm-hmm. is bothering me. It's just like, it's like because there's a lot of black music that's racial. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's there's like a lot of there's a lot of racial. white music that's racial too. Why can't you identify like Keith Urban or like you know? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I have I, no I've idea never who fucking listened. <laughs> exactly right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I know who Keith Urban I is. No, I know who no Keith Urban is. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't <laughs> ever fucking listened to a Keith Urban song. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. 
it's like it's just I don't know. I don't think you can assume that you understand what white people music is actually saying to that. Cause like there's there's people that listen to Keith Urban who you've never heard of, and they cry, just like you might cry genuinely mm-hmm. to a Kendrick Lamar song or to an Elton. I mean, I've cried to Elton John songs too. Yeah, I see. I see what you're. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it, it's not fair to criticize based on the the genre or like the race of the person's music Be- because like white people like you know they tend to listen to like kendrick lamar song and mm-hmm. e- even i as an asian person i listen to kendrick lamar and i'm just like this goes hard i fucking love these lyrics mm-hmm. i personally can't identify with it i can only I think- empathize through other pe- other black friends that i have and their experience with it i'm like yeah. one step removed from actually understanding this music I think the shit. Genuinely. I think the shit for me is that I feel like with music, um, especially with like writing and lyricism and stuff like that, because I really love writing um, and I love poetry in general, that that's specifically like for me. Like, if I'm hearing somebody rap, I'm like looking for rhyming schemes. Like, I'm looking for like all of these different, all this different shit in it. Right. And I'm like, this is really fucking interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, And so when I'm listening to like something. Like, let's say with, like, a... It's kind of like, you know, how, like, we've gone through, like, the music school, right? So when we listen to, like... When we listen to, like, let's say something that's pretty, like... Like... (laughs) One, two, three, four. It goes into the next part. And, like, we can... We as musicians, we can, like, definitely hear shit before it happens, right? We know... Right, where it's going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think for me specifically it's like i listen to something let's say a more like with like more like typical songwriting yeah and i'm just like i know where this is going right i feel like with the hip-hop that i listen to now and i'm, I'm listening to the lyrics right i'm listening like really deep in because that's the focal point hip-hop is hip-hop yeah. is about the lyricism of it it's it's that's literally part of it it's the someone wordplay. argue that stadium country mm-hmm. is the same way what stadium country like uh whiskey for my men and beer for my horses like that kind of shit are you evokes the same kind of emotion to a crowd about country music yeah oh 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 <laughs> the disgrace yeah like, oh, stadium like, I was like stadium country i'd never heard of no that. i mean like the exact like toby keith mm-hmm. Ke- anyone with the name keith <laughs> not Keith Sweat, hey, but yeah, just <laughs> every other right. My rapper name should every, be Keith to fuck right, up right. <laughs> Lil Keith. Lil Keith. <laughs> the kind of Lil like the, the most stereotypical country music that is very mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a reason why these guys are millionaires. Mm-hmm. It's because there's a lot of people that like this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just like But you know, I'm saying that like there's like an emotion that everyone feels with music and it's like some people just really like this simple bullshit and it really speaks to them. Mm-hmm. And that just is a cultural difference, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like they just grow up looking at fucking corn all day and then someone plays music in front of them for the first time and they're like, holy shit. Imagine the first time you hear music is Toby Keith. You know, you think... But here's the thing. You think... um. You know, I think that's why, like, it's a strange thing with, like, college standards to be like, you're going to college, that means you're so, like, you're so bright, you see deeper meanings in things. I'm like, nah, that's bullshit. That's not real. Mm-hmm. That's not actually it's real. to get out that's of your hometown. Shit. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no ew, let's be real. We were all tricked. 
Yeah, we were. We were I paid way we were too much money. We were coerced. I have two we degrees, were. y'all. Like, I was tricked right. twice. Right. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's like, we let's were. Let's go to grad school. Let's get another degree in the arts. Even, <laughs> literally bigger trick. Like, I, you know, high hopes. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, like, there's some, there's an inherent value in going to an institution like that where mm-hmm. everyone is, like, at some level being like, I want to learn something. Yeah. Right? Because in high school, that's not necessarily the case. It's like get through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot of people in college are just like the commodity of getting a degree is yeah. very important because we need the fucking degree. And then and hopefully like, there's you know, like a slight bit of learning involved. Or leverage. In that, right? Or leverage in society to like get a job. Hopefully there's leverage. Oh yeah. yeah. There's none. <laughs> I mean Right some, now it's some, just yeah, like no. there is, but like Well, it depends on what you study. Yeah. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like but for some reason, like, the way to learn certain things in the arts is, like, through mm. school. I don't know. But it's not, though, because, like, YouTube. Yeah, for real. Everything that like, I got a degree there's... in is, li- like, I would just go to YouTube to look everything yeah. up. So, That's like, like going to grad school for art school. It's, like, literally it's all this shit. Literally, you wouldn't know if the. So but you the getting better at art is. Pretty you could just dope. read a probably... book. You, right? I, I mean, could. You could just read but... the books. You could read books. You could. <laughs> You go you for the private, connections, you can get though. Private it's lessons. literally just marketing. It's a marketing uh, scheme. Yeah. That, that, it should be like presented as like a pyramid scheme, but like for marketing. It, and then it it's, makes it's a pyramid scheme. It is. <laughs> it's a fucking. And the president stands at the top. Send you, He's like, sell send these memberships, <laughs> these four-year memberships, right? Except you can fail and accidentally get five, six, get seven, the alumni emails, pay even more money for somebody else. Like, they, say, they send the you fuck? a brochure about how how you're going to get the fucking learning of god and christ at school and yeah. it's just like no wow you're done what a you're what done. a fucking scam dude yeah yeah but Unless... i hey i met you guys yeah, through university true. so i really can't shit on it right it, it was fun it's as connections fun. honestly though like i think going to music school is a solid choice amongst the things you can do in college because mm. like there's a lot of things you can do that you won't really learn the skills that we did in music school of like discipline Online. and like and like yeah and like and having to work with others yeah. and right. having to problem solve exactly whereas and if you're in an art degree you're like by perform. yourself and doing shit and just like right. knowing that like you have to be open to all possibilities and wear all the hats like you have like one thing you might want to do but like that shouldn't skew you with well other i'm things. talking about in comparison to like other majors like imagine mm. a biology Stem. major like with you specifically i mean you yeah, like you change majors well, I, I graduated with a BA in music and a Bachelor of Science in psychology, and I took all the pre-med courses, too. So mm. I, had, I had a really fucking, like, massive switch in, like, you know. Mm. But here's what I'll say about music. It's like, you know that you just have to perform, right? Yeah. And you know that if you suck, then everyone's going to know. So you're slightly motivated to do well because you know you have to be in front of everyone doing this all the time, right? Right. And then I switch over to, like, you know, take chemistry classes. And you fucking snooze most of the time, do your homework, and then go take a test. Like, there's a lot of people that just take college and this approach where they're just like, uh, you know, whatever, go to class, come home, homework, Netflix binge, and then just, like, yeah. pass out. It's like... What was that? Right? Like, <laughs> being, <laughs> being an artist... <laughs> 
a vegan artist comes with a layer of guilt. You were that forced. It's just like, yeah. you know you're going to be broke, you just do it for the love. It's like being Asian for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, oh, no, but seriously, it's really interesting because I think, like, you know, when, when people get off of, like, you know, school, when they go home, right, right, yeah. and they're done with homework, they're like, I'm free for a little bit, right? When music students go home from practicing and all this shit and they get home, they don't say, I'm free. Well, no, they say, I, I didn't practice enough. Even if you did, you're home with like, I got to do homework now. Shit. Yeah. Right? Like, that my was, whole day ends that. at 7 p.m. It's like, wait a second. I still have homework. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. I still got, I have a test tomorrow with fucking yeah. music history. And I like, have to. Yeah. Man, contrast that and like, I live both sides of the aisle, man. Like, there's people on the other end that just like, don't do shit all day like don't have to do shit because like college is a fucking joke is what i'm saying is like you go to you go to class what three hours a day for five you just went to class for eight hours a day five days in a row coming out of high school and then now you're coming into this new place where like you don't even have to go to class that much if you study even like two hours like you're you're, good you're good right and then like but people don't even do that because they don't have to because they don't have to perform in front of people they only have to perform three to four times a year on test where they just rail some Adderall and then like go take a test. Mm-hmm. It's like, word, I did that too. But like, like I first did the whole music thing where it's just like, there's no getting around the work. Yeah. You just got to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, man, that's a fucking education. If you, if you ask me, like being doing that, yeah, for you can four only years, get in the arts, right? Yeah. Like, like doing that for four years, learning something consistently for four years, and like, being on the fucking chopping block every time, right? You're in front. Like, it is mm-hmm. like constant scrutiny, and just like not just in front of your teachers, in front of your peers. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say it's all just peers, it's yeah. everybody. Like, they will all shit right. on you no matter what. Like, the teachers, which might, I feel like yeah. is also not toxicity sh- within. It's, so are, it's not even shit on you either. It's it's more or less like we all want to see each other get better, mm-hmm. so we and see we all care, like, the we, deficits yeah. in everyone's mm-hmm. plan. That's how it's presented, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it should be talked about. It's like, yeah, everyone sucks at something. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's got to get better at something. Mm-hmm. And like, but I'm telling you, like, chemistry majors, like, don't have to do that ever. <laughs> like, it's just like, take Damn. a test. And it's like, you're never put on the spot. You're never made uncomfortable. I was about to say Spanish definitely did that fucking shit to me. Yeah. Spanish minor. Yeah. I was about to say I was always just like under. I was like, oh yeah. shit. Language <laughs> is some scary shit. Though. It is. Right. It's so fucking terrible. And then they make you speak it too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Just like standing up and having to like present a whole presentation. It's like Spanish. public embarrassment. <laughs> it right. is because they know like the teachers know when you fuck shit up and they will call you out. And half the time. And they you make know. you do that shit because they want you to fuck up. Yeah. They, yeah. they want you to. But, That's like, it's good. True. It's, it's good, so yeah. good. writing was my shit, but, like, I would get so nervous talking in Spanish, right. bro. That's why public speaking like, is, like, the, the fucking biggest fear of everybody. Because as soon as you have to perform. Yeah. Like, as soon as you have to stand up there and actually give your thoughts and your opinions and say things unequivocally. It's like, yeah. all of a sudden, that becomes, like, the hardest thing to do as a human being. Yeah. But I think it's, like, being put on the spot. I think if mm-hmm. it was natural, it would be different. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were just, like, speaking and people just happened to just, like... Like this and this pop- conversation You have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, it's not intimidating. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. I what think, if it was just, like, a crowd of people? I think there's a lot of people that aren't able to make arguments succinctly and, like, prove their point through logical... Like, and I think public speaking helps you... Because mm-hmm. you have to write shit down, you have to memorize it, you have to understand why you're saying it, you have yeah. to think about an argument logically, and I don't, I think that's a skill that you have to develop. 
I don't think people or like not everyone at least some people are great on the spot mm-hmm. you just ask them something and they're able to like bounce back and forth but like I think the whole idea of like a liberal arts education is beneficial because it, it does make you perform it makes you it like forces you to become uncomfortable in a situation and just fucking figure that shit out because mm-hmm. it's like I mean college should be a proxy for the real world right like yeah. it should be like this is gonna happen but like in a more controlled environment and then you're gonna get out there and it's just gonna happen all the time unknowingly <laughs> if i'm being yeah. honest with you though i mean there's a lot of people i went to school with that still don't have that skill yeah absolutely <laughs> that it's, are still pretty like at the end of the day it's what you make it yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i feel like with like art school i feel like even within the music department i felt like there were still a lot of people that were not very good at questioning anything yeah so so i don't i don't know all right let me tell you i got a psych major too and like that's that's like the worst Ooh. of them all i know but like yeah. it's the coolest i wish i kind of wish i took uh, a but psych like class. It, it's so easy it, you it, can honestly just read books honestly too, everyone yeah. should have done it everyone should have just got a psych degree because it's mm. like the biggest hand me out in the world uh-huh. and it's so dumb because like psychology is so difficult like psychology in practice is like the most difficult right yeah like <laughs> understanding the human mind are you fucking serious <laughs> are you kidding me yeah. and every exam you're gonna take is just a 50 question multiple choice mm. and like as if the are, human mind right? is a 50 like, question multiple uh, choice. Like, yeah. uh, it's just it's so dumb it's such a dishonorable like way to teach this thing because it's so difficult and it's just presented as this really easy thing like yeah. everyone knows it too everyone's like psych major like yeah, yeah. Or you do jerk off all day, like really just skip class because you're too. And fucking anxious. read thorough, right? You yeah. jerk off to thorough, yeah. <laughs> right, and it's just like it's such a disservice. I feel like mm. it should be way harder. You should have to do shit, like you should have to do some Eric Andre shit and get in front of people <laughs> oh and do right. shit in the middle of New York. That's what like you should test do. Subjects, you know, That's like the harass people yeah. and figure out how they react to it. It, it sucks because people just default to it. They're just like, oh, I'll just study psychology. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just quote. And then cool, I'll just though. quote. Like, I'll just it's cool, like, but like, man, if a bunch of people are gonna do it, please teach it well. Yeah, like, that's true. I there's I didn't have until the very end. I didn't have like a good teacher or like a coursework even. It's just like, what are we learning about? Like, we're just learning about like this is classical conditioning this it's a bunch mm-hmm. of like definitions which is cool but like it's so in practice mundane yeah. it's just like why are we still learning about figured bass in music why are we still learning for real i'm gonna be mm-hmm. real with you right like why are we still figured bass it's just like some shit that is so antiquated from the music right. industry like if you're gonna play that shit okay but like most if you're a bassist maybe it. that's helpful for a bassist <laughs> right. but that's it go like, for it that's yeah. it like a, like we don't need to be knowing I, this shit yeah no one needs to know what like the difference between like uh the gregorian chances there's like i what is like melismatic <laughs> that's just a word that's coming out of my that's head just right like now. A glissando. yeah it's a melisma <laughs> it's just like shit. that sounds like some patrick shit a mali- did you try melisma did you try melisma this morning <laughs> It kept me awake in class. It got me to finish that test. I just melisma. took a, just a really like long you might melisma as well, right now. You might as well replace melisma with any other fucking word. <laughs> right. Like, you might as well replace Adderall with melisma. And the and the context doesn't yeah. actually change too much. Hey, dude, I'm thinking about going to get some melisma after this. 
Oh yeah, man, that shit put me on fucking cloud eight. <laughs> cloud ten. Oh my god. Yeah, what like why are we learning that shit in music school? I guess oh, man, it, it really that's that's why school's a scam. Is um because it teaches you shit that you don't really need to know. I wanted to learn some fucking Cuban music. That's what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how to play fucking Brazilian music. That's what I wanted to learn in fucking school. Yeah. And then instead, I got caught taught fucking melismas. What <laughs> yeah. the hell? Right. Like, like, why aren't we learning fucking... I want to learn Indian classical music. That's what I want to learn. I want to learn how these people are going... Hey, 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 hey. I, I need to I learn some learn. Mongolian throat singing in my life. Yeah, like, when are we going to fucking work with our throats? <laughs> 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 What time is it? Um, Ten for a season. 12.45. Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> We're in there. Yeah, we in there. Like swimmers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool kids. This was fun. Yeah. Should we, like, thanks, listeners, our patron? You can email us at... Yeah, if you want to <laughs> plug anything. Plug any- yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. Khalil's been um, taking some sexy photos of himself. Go follow him. Well, somebody's been taking some sexy photos of Khalil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also <laughs> as yeah, weird yeah, as you yeah. just described yeah, it. Yeah, but I'll also be doing some sexy shit, you uh, know. Um, hey, uh, guys, I have an, uh, I have an Instagram, um, it's called Chaotic Khalil. Chaotic spelled with a K instead of a C. Khalil spelled K-H-A-L-I-L. <laughs> I know all of you motherfuckers don't know how to spell that shit, so I'm just going to do it for you. Um, and, yeah, follow me. I have an art account. You can find it through my main account. I do art. I do poses. Poses. Um, <laughs> I like music. I like anime. If you want to be my friend, then maybe try. But I'm also tired of human race. He's a Gemini. <laughs> I'm also he tired of bored human race easily. right now. So, so we will work towards that in the future. Word. Uh, Destiny, you got hey, any plugs? It's your girl, D-Nasty, on basically everything. Um, I also like music. I DJ. I don't really have a self-plug. I'm not really selling myself. Follow me if you want to. No yeah. pressure, though. My peeps. <laughs> a lot of pressure. For um, me no, make make a pitch right now. Make a pitch. Yeah. I combine spoken word and... Two hours. What's your rate? Two hours? What's my rate for what? Mixing? Uh, for whatever you want. What's your rate? Two hours. Mm. For you. Five hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> like, like five dollars what <laughs> no i was gonna I say like three three hundred to five hundred just because you know help a small business out I, I make earrings i do a bunch of shit um i love this dog immensely chopper's a good dog oh yeah Chopper, by the way chopper's great commission me for artwork i love doing artwork commission me for shit yes. i want to draw you shit get that watercolor yeah 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 I'll, I'll draw you shit come on pay me i can't draw <laughs> but you know <laughs> like, well, i support can dj i can dj like while khalil draws you there we go hell yeah party that sounds lit party yeah. yeah paris brings the lights i pay for that <laughs> yeah for sure Pierce brings the lights. <laughs> he brings the chairs. He sets right. the chairs. <laughs> Hashtag arts and mid set the chairs. Over. <laughs> I should have said that. I was like, that was hey. We're talking about degrees, guys. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, Bye, God. peeps. Oh, Paris. What? No self plug. 
Uh, no, I'm, I'm listen plug, to my podcast. I plug everything on this. Yeah, this is a plug. This whole two hours and twelve minutes is a plug. All right. Good night, everybody.